Where's the worst place to take an Eid photo? Ooh, in front of a house. Bathroom. A brick wall. I don't know what it is about people, but for some reason, people in general, not just Eid photos, but they love brick walls. Like they're an aesthetic or something. You don't like a brick wall? Yeah. No, it's just like- It's too basic? Well, what is it? I think it's a clean background. It's lazy. I don't know. I think that's like people who actually realize enough to know that the background actually matters and use a brick wall, respect. Yeah. But I'm, um, what's it called? A hypocrite. Why? Because I took a picture in front of my house this year. <laughs> Wait, and why a house? Is it just because that's basic too? No, what I meant to say was, you know, like the side panelings of a house? Yeah. Like the, the white siding. panels. Yeah, the siding, sure. I don't know what it is about that that's just so ugly in a picture. Do you prefer a, a brick house? I prefer the front brick part of the house rather than like the side panel. Do you agree for us? <laughs> I mean, the side panel is not that attractive. Well, no, but it's the same thing as the brick wall situation because it's just some sort of a pattern to put in the back yeah. rather than just standing in the middle of wherever. The yeah. key, the real key is the lighting. Yeah, I mean, that's Where's true. the sun coming the sun. from? You need the sun. People What's, love to go against the sun for some reason. They're like, I'm going to put you in front of the sun and I'm going to take a picture from here. I'm like, yo, turn around. <laughs> like, go on the other side. It's I mean, the, so, sometimes the backlighting, you, if you can pull it off, it looks really dope. If you frame it so that the person is in front of the sun, so it's a silhouette situation. But that's the only, like, I feel like way True. that it's- Why'd okay. you say bathroom? Dude, the people that take, like, mirror selfies in the bathroom. Like, those are robotic. No, no, but those are the best when it comes to your control of how you look, how you're going to look physically. And that's why I don't like it. Because Eid, Mubar- Eid is supposed to be like family, like showing like outside, like nature, like uh, love. You've been locked. You're Where is this like, written you're, down? You're saying like a what? bathroom mirror selfie. A holiday. You don't believe a holiday is like that? No, but there's no <laughs> rules for like, it has to show nature and all that stuff. No, but that is the But that's vibe, the vibe though. of like the culture, right? Like you go outside with family. I think you he's saying like pictures, pictures that you don't normally take with family of nature, whatnot. You can, the same you can, thing the you can pull day. up with like a corta and like in the bathroom and mm-hmm. have any other caption. Is it specifically if there's a toilet in the bath- bathroom? <laughs> I've or is never seen that. If I see that, that's an instantly <laughs> trash picture. Yeah, like, like you're the saying. Stalls <laughs> or like that's, a home bathroom. That's nasty too. That, <laughs> there's some people that, that started doing, well, maybe this has been a thing, but you know how people send Christmas cards with their family photo on it? It's not in the bathroom, right? No, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like what you're going for, the whole like yeah, yeah. family thing. But it's like, you know, take it and then you send it. It says Eid Mubarak at the yeah. bottom. Oh. Yeah, like they're all dressed up. I like that. They're taken in advance. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That's I mean, like cute. that's the vibe you should give off. Even if it's by yourself, like you're still outside and you can, I don't know about you guys, but when I look at a picture and it's just them, you can kind of feel like, oh, family's around all taking pictures. And like, that's what everyone does after like namaz and well, usually, prayer I, and yeah, exactly. all that stuff. Usually I think I that's get what it. it is, is that usually, I mean, pre-COVID, we were all like going to the mosque for eating namaz and then taking pictures outside the mosque. And that was, I feel like where the vibe was created. Yeah. I like a good family photo. I think, I think nowadays it's a lot about flexing your fit. Yeah. I mean, a lot which of- Which is cool. I like that too though. A lot of dudes, uh, which I think is dope, is they pick a random car in the lot 
and then they take a fake. That was me yesterday. <laughs> they love- it was at my house. My yeah, fuck. you got a Lambo. What the heck? Yeah, one of our family friends has like a Lambo and a few other like nice cars. And I was like, hey, your car matches me. He's like, yeah, let's go take pictures. I was like, all right. I was about to ask, did you drive that? No. <laughs> I asked him to drive it in the middle of the cul-de-sac and then I pretended to sit in it. I mean, I uh, sat in it, but I pretended to drive why it. Why didn't you ask to drive it? Because I do not trust myself. Oh. It's it's like people are looking for certain elements to make a picture what it is. So it's like, all right, got the fit. Now I need the right friend. Now I need the right element, which completes it, which is like a car or like- What the heck? Are you making a picture? It's like build a picture. Build a <laughs> well, that's, what, that's, well, what's that's what's going on do. in their head. That's what they do. Like subconsciously. Yeah. Think so? Yeah, oh, I know yeah. so. Why why do everybody why does everybody have such similar photos? Because it just in their head that equation equals eat picture. Mm, yep. I just had a nice fit on, looked cute, and I was like, the front of the house is an easy location. That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shamir. I'm for us, not in front of a brick wall. My name is Amber in front of a house. I'm a son and I'm behind the camera. Dress game. <laughs> Let's go. And this is the strangest and greatest podcast in the game. This is brought to you by LF Theory. You can email us or send us your music at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can watch your beautiful faces on YouTube and you can comment, like, and subscribe. And speaking of comments, we have these amazing comments that you guys always comment on every episode that we would like to share every episode. And we're just getting it ready. So that's why I'm still talking and Amber is still checking it out. But we really enjoy your comments. You guys have left some awesome comments the past couple of episodes and we want to encourage that. So I think Amber has it ready. And she will read it in about five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite comment was actually by the coolest person who commented on the video. It said, I love when the boys feel bad enough for me to let, for me that they let me use a blanket during the podcast. But you said me. Yeah, it was me. Reading <laughs> <laughs> your own comment. Yeah. I just really like how you guys let me do that in the past. But I think, um, yeah, <laughs> we should move the blanket to Frost's feet. That's, that's yep. a really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. Because he always shows it every episode. And thank God. This is strange flavors. This isn't only feet. (laughs) Only feet. Yeah. You guys love talking about my feet. I never even bring it up. You guys love talking about my feet. Actually, no, he's got a point. He brings up his he brings up his socks. You don't bring up his feet. Even last time I didn't bring up my socks. No, the Frost, comments were Okay, Shamir, does Frost not always try to flex the fact that his feet are nice for some reason? We're like, yo, your feet are so average. Yeah. Like there is really average right now, too. Yeah. I mean, like, yo, I'm not going to lie. For, like, dude feet, they're good. But, like, they're average overall. They're just feet. Yeah, they're just just feet. For monkey feet, they're real nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not a monkey. Yeah, but I'm just saying. He said for dude feet. So, I was just throwing monkeys in there, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's another question. I mean, not a question. (laughs) Another comment. And they said, Isad is my favorite cast member. Shout the people out who said, who did the comment. Who said that? What? Well, she did. For the first one, it was Amber. Yeah. So she shot no, Who said the second comment? Yeah, who said the second comment? What? Oh, uh, Horace. No, I didn't. No, he didn't. It was Avido. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Horace had a comment, which is cool. Honestly, I think it's really fun now. Like, I like going in the comment section, seeing what everybody's saying. Yeah. Congrats, dude. You've yeah. made it. You're now someone's favorite cast member. Oh, You're, you've Congrats. infiltrated the podcast. Soon and it's going to be my podcast. Probably. Bye. It's going to be called Already. The Beneficent Cast. Starring what? Hassan Singleton. What's a beneficent? Why does he already have the name like <laughs> ready and everything? I heard I heard people are really attracted by your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of voice, I had beef with Shamil last week. I have beef with Greasy Bastard. That's his name on here. 
That's his name, I swear. That's his name. Amber, come on. No, 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 that's his name. He can't roast her. And he said, Why does Amber sound like she's about to cry? And I literally responded to be like, I had my throat slit a week ago, sir. Well, well, to be fair, Amber is a very emotional person. When is she not crying? Whoa. Dang. So, (laughs) so this, so this is something. Are you admitting to like always making her cry and like picking on her? It's not. In what part did I say (laughs) that I cause any of it? Out of nowhere, are you you. pinning it on you? I'm not emotional. I'm not emotional. If I maybe act like a male, you guys will see less. um, What is it? Feelings as emotions Mm. rather than just me being a human. Mm. Yeah, woman it up, women. Power, <laughs> feminism. Nice. Okay, but yeah. we're gonna get me tooed now. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, what? Like, why does he do this, dude? Leave the. This podcast. is your You're favorite fired. member. This is yeah. your favorite member. Right what here? is he doing? He's just throwing <laughs> random guy, accusations. This guy is your favorite member. Don't look so proud, sir. <laughs> oh, well. If you'd like to support this podcast, unlike Asan, um, you can be part of Strange Flavors Town. Uh, Strange Flavors Town includes Bobber's Bagels, Cassie's Cupcakes, Airhouse Ices, Freehouse Falafels, Aslam's Apples, and we didn't write Shamil's Shawarmas, but I remember that at the top of my head because I'm a beast. Um, and are we keeping that name? Shamil's Shawarmas. We're keeping it. I was thinking we need a shisha shop in Strange yeah. Flavors Town, but unfortunately our friend Shamil is underage. Yeah. Is so, he? So, which mm-hmm. is dope because what? he? I don't know how young he is, but like he's supporting this podcast. Yeah. I mean, I was going to hookah bars at 15. <laughs> but were you supporting podcasts at 15? I mean, I was, yes, I was, because I was listening to the shit out He's of literally them. using <laughs> his allowance. Yeah, his allowance Aww. to support us. Steal his parents' credit cards. What is so. he doing? Wait, is it coming in USD or is it coming in like Roblox? Roblox or V-Bucks? <laughs> we got to double check that. Yeah, Shamil, you got to watch out for you, dude. Dude, shout out to Shamil Shwarmas. Yeah. yeah, thank you for supporting and everything. And if you'd like to also support in another way, you can buy our wonderful, amazing merch at strangeflavors.store. Ooh. Thanks everybody for supporting us. Yeah, you guys are amazing. So how was your guys' Eid? Fun. Exciting. Isn't it isn't it weird to eat again? Yeah, I'm still Even though this happens every year, it's still so weird because you're just like cause on Eid morning, you're just like, uh, do I need anything? Yeah, do I have to eat? Yeah, but also do you like for me I feel like sometimes like you don't even like need to eat. On Eid morning, you're like I'll be fine. I've been fine all month, so why do I eat, need to eat now? Oh, like, I never I do. Keep pushing it. It's, oh, I always don't? eat like candy. I eat like cereal. Just, like, people cereal. people really like coffee because oh yeah. yeah, I see that everywhere. They're like, oh my god, we can have coffee again. I'm I'm so glad I'm not like coffee drinker. A coffee drinker like that. Like I drink yeah. coffee for fun, casually. But like some people, they really really need it and have this caffeine withdrawal. Like, I don't think anybody like, needs it. I think it's kind of a fun hobby. Want. It's yeah. almost like a hobby. No, no, no. Literally. Some people, they But like after a month, change after a month, like you kind of get rid of it. There's withdrawal. no caffeine withdrawals after a month. Unless they sneak some in a couple of days in the, you know, month. I mean, yeah, sure. So. If you're having the Metzari or Ithar <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah, but I, uh, I got rid of my addiction. Yeah, same. Um, so- like just chai here and there probably some days of the month, but no need of caffeine. I'm just giving myself like a one cup in the morning before noon. And if it's after after 12 o'clock, I'm not having it. Yeah. But it's fun. It's uh like, it's exciting to have the ability to drink coffee. Like mm-hmm. yo, I have the option if it's there. I look at my Keurig and I'm like, yo, I know you. I look at my espresso machine. And I'm like, yo, I could use you if I wanted to. 
Okay, you could talk about your Keurig, but your girl got an espresso oh. in Ramadan. So Why do you have like multiple coffee machines? <laughs> they all serve different functions. I don't understand. Whenever I see that, you know, uh, for one birthday for you, Shamir, I was looking up coffee machines for probably a week. Yeah, you told me. And I was just like, so screw this. I just, I just got you a Starbucks gift card because I was so Which just was stressed. So an equally amazing gift. Yeah, because you like okay. Starbucks. Well, well, the coffee well, coffee now. machine would have been worth way more. Which one? The coffee, if the coffee oh, yeah, machine yeah. that what I got. Were you like looking if, at? if you got it wrong, that would I was suck. looking at. So there was the French press and mm-hmm. the Nespresso. <gasps> Wait, oh my god! You know that during his birthday, I was also looking at French presses. And Dude. then I saw this one that was like a portable one, Dude. and like if Chemex? if you go on trips, no, it was made by is Nespresso is the company, right? Yeah. So I think it was made by them. And then it, it comes in like a little capsule almost, mm-hmm. and then all you have to do is put hot water on it in it and then it like makes it and then I was looking at the reviews and then people were like you know it can be a lot of you have to do a lot of research and all that and then I literally spent that week like every night I'm like all right which one? And I'm like, why tonight did you I'm not ask for help? Tonight. You know you're not a coffee person. I appreciate the effort, dude. Yeah. No, but I well when it comes to gifts, I I don't want to inconvenience anybody. You know sometimes you get a gift that like for example, I'm sorry but like my family I love them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> they get me gifts that like, for example, um, I need headphones, right? Yeah. And I don't get anything until I need it. But when I need that thing, I need just that specific model. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is a while ago. I needed like, I wanted the Beats studio, but it was like a specific version. And they got me the like the DJ version and they were a lot bigger and stuff. And they were like really expensive, but I was like, I don't want to waste the gift because I'm not mm. going to use this. Mm. And usually what happens, they also got me, uh, what's that thing that like it rotates when you- Gimbal? No, no, no. It, it was a, a pocket, DJI pocket. Oh, like a pocket, Osmo. pocket video gimbal. I think thing. it's called like a Osmo pocket or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was getting something else at the moment. Same thing happened with the drone, but like they were like, they hate me. Now, because they're oh like, well, every time we, we, we're getting you something that is like in the market, it's mm-hmm. like popular, whatever, and you end up returning it and getting something else. Yeah. And how's my camera gift to you? Or uh, we got it all together for you, but the Polaroid? Yeah. I mean, it's useful. We use it for the podcast. I've used it plenty <laughs> of times. It, it was one of those things that's like, I don't have a use for it at the moment, but when I do, I'll use it then. Because there's some people that. Would you prefer if people like, we're like, hey, I want to buy you a pair of headphones. I Which hate one? gifts, period. Right. So then you can't even blame so them because they're just me. going straight up and buying you one. At least you should be more um, like workable with if they want to be like, hey, I, I want to buy you it. I appreciate it so much. First of all, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate birthdays. I hate gifts. Like it just makes, I don't know what to, I don't know how I'm supposed to explain it. It just does. I'm not trying to be annoying. I'm not trying to be show offy. Like some people, you know, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you didn't have to, but I'm literally like, please do not. <laughs> you don't but have I feel to. Like you make, I feel like you make your birthday a bigger inconvenience because of how much you hate it. Birthdays are so overrated. Yeah, but I feel like you make them a bigger deal than they are by yeah. acting the way that you do. It could be so I much more chill. Not to, it I could try be so not much to more like anything. relaxed Relax. if he was just cool about it. And but he's like, like, no, 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 no. Like, and, and like, like him hating surprises so much to the point where like he's like trying to figure out what it is. It's like it's a bigger inconvenience. It gives when me he anxiety. Does that. I don't want to be thinking about like what's where are you taking me? What are we about to do? Well, like, I don't like, need relax. to. Yeah, just like, relax. I don't like, let them. Your hate for your birthday causes you don't want to inconvenience others, but sometimes you cause a 
bigger inconvenience <laughs> trying not to inconvenience yeah. others. And and how would we avoid all of this if we just like treated it like another day and we were just like if it was just like, hey man, happy birthday. But like, we, oh, thanks. We okay, can't. Cool, cool. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we have to- this is your problem. This is no. not my problem. <laughs> no, it's definitely a you problem. Okay, anyways, back to the gift thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is that Coffee I thing. didn't want to inconvenience it. So then I was just like, screw it. And then you, and then for like a little while, I was just like, screw shot me. Like pissed off because this <laughs> gift can't. is too hard to get. So I'm just you like, you're mad at the market, not- I'm mad, the, I'm mad at the I'm mad at the the choices. Yeah, there's a lot of choices. choices. Yeah, why? I got a, okay, I got so a simple do you see why you. I have so many machines? Then You're- no, that's what I don't get. Like, why do we have to just coffee? Coffee is coffee. No, no, whatever. But if I want to say something, oh, I was uh, you kind of took it in a different direction. I was just gonna say gift cards. That's like, what you I was know, gonna let, say. Let that gonna, burden fall on the person giving the gift to. Gift cards are a super underrated gift. They are okay. Even even gift cards sometimes. If you get the, for example, if you get like a GameStop gift card for 20 bucks and then you only use a little bit of it and you don't want to go to GameStop, all of these things, they get very annoying. Oh, like if someone gets me like a Kohl's gift card. And I mean, there's like a That's lot of so stuff. random. At, yeah, it's random. But like, obviously there's stuff at Kohl's, yeah. but I would never go to Kohl's. So now mm-hmm. I have to go to Kohl's. Oh, so you like it? Oh, wait, you don't like it. No, no, no I no. don't like it. I appreciate it. I think it makes sense. Like, like um, Amazon. Amazon, the Starbucks. Starbucks. If you're a girl, Ulta. Duncan, Ulta. See, the issue is it feels like a lazy gift. It, it is. does. Because it it it's not considerate one. No, and but it's also super considerate because you're like, hey, like, I don't want to inconvenience you by getting something super specific. Yeah. Here See, you that's go why choose. you have to be like me. And like, I just got frost stickers. I was like, this can't make him upset. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that was that cool. Was Cause it, cause it's not like overly doing it. It's, it's chill. It was like something that I was into. You got me off I felt the like office. A, I felt like it was a cop out though. Like, but I knew that it was no, like, no, okay. it's not a cop out because to me, it's not a cop out. It's just like, yeah. if you got me a letter that said something that was sweet, was no, no, not even sweet. Just like it made sense. <laughs> that would have been equally as great of a gift. Like, because a letter just, that, not a letter that's sweet. Make sure you give him a letter that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you wrote to me about like, oh, for us, like Naruto something, like, and I'm like, I don't watch Naruto. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Though. No one like, would ever do that. Like, if someone's writing you a card, they'd be like, it'd be personal, right? Have you ever gotten that? <laughs> Is that- <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes you get a gift that's just like, hey, it like, makes sense. Okay, like I'm not into cars, right? So if you got me like something, that, a car poster, I'd be like, oh, cool. Obviously, but has that happened to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, you've never gotten a gift that's just like, why did you get me this? Like, this doesn't make sense. You've never gotten that? I can't I just, think of one at the top of my head. Maybe when I was younger, but I feel like now. Yeah, but I don't want to shout out the gifts that I thought were random. How did we get on this? Because uh, my coffee addiction. Wait, right. real quick. Just to table all this, I think the biggest thing in any gift really is the meaning behind it, you know? Yeah. Like the the sympathy, the intention, because at, at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, $2 stickers, whether it's, you know, a, a new car, like an actual car. No, you're absolutely right. These are first world problems and yeah. screw us. I got my friend a Lambo. <laughs> I got my friend a Lambo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. You got him a miniature Lambo. A miniature Lambo. <laughs> a Lambo's a Lambo, dude. Yeah. For that's the clickbait. For the clickbait. Yeah. But you got okay, him, really quickly, you got him a like, I have a coffee machine yeah. that's just coffee. I have an espresso, espresso machine, which is just espresso shots. And you can also froth the milk. And then I bought a Nespresso because of the layers. I bought it only for the layers. So it tastes different? Yeah. It's just like a higher quality. Or is, quality. It, or or is, is the texture different? Huh? Everything. It's yeah. Texture's different. Texture's different. Taste is different. different. The caffeine intake is probably mm-hmm. different. Like if you just want something like quick, cheap, and lazy, coffee. Right. Yeah. If you want to take the time to enjoy, yeah. If you want to take the time to enjoy, like you know, an espresso and like put it together, 
That's beautiful. The Nespresso is just like a quick and easy espresso. You, what should, is the, you should brew some for us. What is the French, when do you not want like food and some sort of drink? <laughs> what does a French press do? It's um, basically, it's just the same idea as coffee, but like it allows it to be more potent because the actual yeah, so beans are soaking. Yeah, the beans are soaking in the water and then you're pushing the beans This down. is like- Grounds. This is like um, expert level coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, I want it mine French pressed. Those are, okay, I wouldn't even say expert level. I would say like the bougie, like snobby head. Like the ones that like, you know, they're like, oh, I don't need to do that. Like I can do it like with a French press. Cause like you could do it with an espresso machine and that's still like fancy. You know what this is like? Fries. Like how you like your fries? Waffle fries. I can't think of any other fries at the moment. (laughs) Curly fries. Curly fries, Uh, waffle fries, fries. potato wedges, crinkle fries. They're all potatoes. You know what's the worst yep. fry? But the texture. The regular one that's not crinkle. Like the thick like one. Like the straight one? You don't yeah. like those? Or like a potato wedge? No, potato wedges Like the Royal Farms okay. ones? No, like, those are fine. Potato like, wedges are like fine. Like McDonald's. No, no. McDonald's is great because they're thin. Oh, you don't like, like the thicker ones? The thicker ones that are just- I'm like, what are you doing for me here? Like, have a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like fries. Okay, how's your diet after um, Ramadan? Are we back to normal? Mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. Like I still have to adjust to eating more during the day. Mm-hmm. Did you lose a lot of weight? Yeah. No, I actually, uh, well, I'm smart with my diet. So I actually gain weight. But Oh, were oh, you yeah. eating Everybody more calories smart, then? Guys. More proteins. Ah, yeah. that's cool. So, um, what about you? I'm more efficient with my food. Nice. Yeah. I'm not consistent in anything, including weight. So I just let it be. Freedom. Mental freedom. Um, I like had the weird thing with the surgery in the middle. So I like lost oh, yeah. a few pounds and I'm just like feeling on top of the you said world. You feel good when you lose weight. Yeah. It's really okay. Low key. It's like body dysmorphia, but like we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but like the five pounds that I lose, a lot of girls can relate to this is that like they make the difference of what you're like, oh man, I just want to lose a little bit of weight. Those five pounds are off for me right now. And like, I feel unfuck with the bull. I'm so sorry if to make this explicit, but yeah, it is. But speaking of but diets, like, d- d- don't you like lose your muscles or like definition a little bit? So when you're, when you lose weight, right. And yeah. then you go back to the gym and you start to gain weight again, obviously now that I'm eating solids, I'm going to gain the weight back. Yeah. And when you do that while you're like building the muscle, then you're you getting it more toned because when you're in a like consistent caloric def- deficit while you're working out, you're not actually really gaining the muscle. You're just burning fat. So you're never really gaining too much definition because you're constantly trying to lose the weight and you can't gain muscle in a caloric deficit. Nice. Sucks, but. So a lot of people, yeah, would like that are really into working out and stuff. My brother was doing this too. Um, Sometimes he would go before opening the fast because of that reason. So that you're just like shredding the fat basically. Um, And it's harder to go after you eat. Maybe you're like more. I think it's just like optimal to go right before you open your fast because you're basically burning your reserved fat versus if you just eat the meal and you already know, we, like we have KO meals just generally. Yeah. Like after Bruh, you eat, you're ready last to Last week, out. we uh, played basketball. We used to do this all the time as kids, but for some reason last week, <laughs> um, we played basketball for like two hours before we opened the last fast. And I feel like I felt like somebody punched me in the throat. <laughs> my mouth, my throat was like so dry, and then I was so tired. It's also because I haven't had any physical activity 
since Ramadan started. So that's probably why too. But that might make you like super lethargic though. If you're not eating anything and you're not working out, like Thanks. you're not. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> no, but you know, in general, I've been thinking about this recently, like diets in general just piss me off. Why? Because you have to maintain them? No, I just think they send the wrong message. Like what? People think diet and you're, they just think you're losing weight? Okay, I'll say it this way. Specifically, fad diets piss me off. Like the ketos, the Whole30s. And you guys have seen me go through my fair share of like the Whole30 in the beginning. Yeah, she's done like every type of diet you can name. Except for keto, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only reason why is because I'm like, fad diets are dumb, but nutrition is not dumb. Like if you're worried about your nutrition. Routine, consistency. Exactly. Like lifestyle changes are cool, but not short-term lifestyle changes because then what are you trying to accomplish? I just don't understand, especially because I'm like, they want you to eat this like mayonnaise ass chicken, right? Like just unseasoned what chicken. What is that? Oh, just like only uh, when you're having a clean diet, you unseasoned. Just have only chicken. Yeah. Like boiled chicken. Yeah, like so So for example, let's put keto on them. Cause keto, I feel like is what the is thing keto? that- I don't even know what keto so, is. Keto is something that like everybody like raves about that they lose weight on, right? I, I feel like keto is the diet that people go on just to say they went on keto. Keto is a martial art. <laughs> Up keto. K-E-T-O. Up keto. Yeah. Well. I have a I have a black belt in keto. Doesn't that sound like it's a martial art? Yeah. No. no I, I think it is. Hop keto. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Hop keto, yeah. So keto Maybe. diets are high in fats and low in carbs. High in fats? High in fats and proteins. And low in carbs. Okay. So they tell you you can't eat like fruits, like you can't eat bananas, but you can eat like so much cheese, like so much cheese. Like you can eat- What does it do? Basically what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to put your body into ketosis, right? And so you're not having enough carbs. So your body starts burning the fats and the proteins in order to lose the weight. The problem is a lot of people have hidden health problems that they don't know about. So if you go into high fat like diet, you you can be like literally causing yourself extreme body damage. Like if you're pre-diabetic and you do keto and you don't even know oh. that you're pre-diabetic and you're doing high fats and low carbs, you're burning out your energy and not having any carbs, but like going crazy with your fats. It just makes no sense. And they put so, we put so much like emphasis on, oh yeah, like learn the diet. But like, why don't we put the emphasis on like learn the lifestyle? Yeah. I don't definitely. know. It makes me upset. Um. I, I heard this one time Joe Rogan went on like a carnivorous diet. Yeah, oh, yeah. he said Carnivore. he had like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> but mm -hmm. he said he had the most energy he's ever had in his life. It's just straight meat. Like for a snack, you'll have like beef jerky. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's kind of gross. I did it before. Really? It was, I did 80%. 80% uh, carnivore diet, 20% What Would you eat vegetables. just chicken, beef? Um, yeah, it, my trainer put me on it. He just did it as like a test with all of the students. We all went on it. It was 80% proteins, 20% fat. Did you get explosive diarrhea? I didn't know. I have a pretty strong stomach, but did you spray a lot paint? of people did. What spray paint? Oh, gross. Did you spray paint out of your butt? <laughs> no, I did not. But people did mention that that was happening. But he would be like, you know, for breakfast, lunch. Amber, it's okay. Come on, it's the boys. <laughs> I on. did not spray paint. Don't you get like sad when you don't have carbs? So that's the thing now is like, especially before too, like I would like, avoid carbs to like an unhealthy level. Yeah, carbs like bread, pasta, rice. Yo, um, before Ramadan, I actually, I wasn't like doing this purposely, but I wasn't eating like carbs mm -hmm. and I felt really good. Yeah. Were you, but like uh, you weren't, 
going like no out bread, of your way no roti, to avoid nothing. the carbs. Were you no rice either? I was just like, reducing? let me just do this. Were you just like reducing the carbs or just like- Well, my sister came over for a weekend and my mom was going crazy with the food. And oh, I was yeah. just like- when Your mom cooks? Yeah. She I was just off. like, whoa, I am. I feel fat. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. My she, butt though. She told me you actually worked out that week too. My butt was nice, yo. It was jiggly. <laughs> like all the fat just went to my butt. I was like, I'm I'm cool with this. I like this. When I step, it goes boom, boom, boom. I feel like <laughs> I feel like moto moto. Only boys can imagine me saying something like this. Yeah, we'd be like, ew. ew. Well, I've never I've never like experienced that. What do you mean? Like, Everybody was, always talks about like, your butt. About my butt? Yeah, the boys are always talking about your butt. But not like, oh, it's like it's peachy. Yes, they literally send it in our Snapchat. No, 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 group. that's a, that's a pose I do. The pose. That's oh. like picking it out. Wait, so you guys aren't talking about it in general? Because when I lean over to like, I have this counter in my kitchen, and like for some reason, I'm usually leaned over in a certain position that my brother comes up. He's like, "Hey, step bro, what are you doing?" It's the step bro <laughs> pose. Yeah. Like caught. But it seems like you're doing it on purpose. I'm not like doing it on purpose. It's also because it's like the hair in the back yeah. and then it's like the skinnier frame and then you're Oh, I look like a little baddie out. from the back. Yeah, okay. That's probably what's happening. <laughs> like the brother's... yoga pants prank? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're doing it in your house like all the time. I was doing it in my house. But yeah, I was uh I felt super thick and I was just like, yo, snap, I gotta like run and stuff. And I was like, Well, what's the what's like i I always hear that you have to fix your diet with it too. So I was like, okay, let me just like not eat. Like roti, let me not eat bread. Mm -hmm. It's not hard because every meal you can just not have it. Yeah. And I didn't. And then I felt really, really good. Yeah. If I eat like uh, a lot of carbs now, it weighs me down and it ruins my next day. But like, don't get it twisted. In, in energy. I still ate what I wanted to. Sure. Because- What? Yeah. Like you said, <laughs> the complete opposite. No, no. Like if there's a donut <laughs> or something like that. That's literally a carb. And sugar. I it's know. a sugar dumpling. No, no, but I wasn't eating like- A because, fried piece of carb. Because usually <laughs> I'm eating like bread in the morning and then like roti for dinner. And Wait, but, so you didn't cut it out? Yes, I did. Wait, what? I, I cut it out. You cut out a lot less. No, I didn't eat the bread in the morning and I didn't <laughs> eat the roti for dinner. But usually I have like dessert so and stuff. So here's the thing though, like- like I think it's about balance, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they that's don't what I'm saying. Balance. Everything in moderation. It's yeah. not even moderation. It's literally about like, I think it has to do with your relationship with yourself primarily and your relationship with your food secondarily. Like if you don't know what your relationship with yourself is, you're just kind of like doing whatever. Like what? Like when people say like, I want to lose weight, right? What does that mean to you? It means I want to- I want to get snatched this summer. There we go. Okay, I want to look a goal. like this on the gram. Okay. Uh, but it's for other people. But that's a goal, right? So no, it's not always for other people. For but, yourself too. But say, for example, you're like, I want to look snatched, right? I honestly would prefer somebody to say, I want to look snatched rather than I want to lose weight. Because I'm like, what is a scale doing for you? Where, like, mm. And then when I, whenever somebody says that to me, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what are you trying to say? And they'll be like, oh, like, I want to lose weight. Like, you know, my stomach's a little this and da, 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 da. And I'm like, so the scale doesn't matter to you. They're like, no. And I was like, if your number on the scale was the same exact, but you looked like aesthetically how you wanted to, you don't care about losing the weight. They're like, no. And I'm like, so what is the obsession with losing the weight then? Mm -hmm. Like, It's you just losing fat. That's basically what they're trying to say. Losing the fat, but also like it's, I think it's overall a relationship with your body, a, like a mind body relationship. If you're connecting with your body and being like, okay, 
this is what I want. This is what I'm going to achieve. What does it take to do that? Rather than being like, well, I want to lose weight. So let me just go and do this like fad diet, which is keto and just eat a lot of cheese and eat a lot of high fats and remove all carbs from my diet. And hmm, I wonder why I have no energy and why I have high cholesterol. I used to want to look like, um, a bodybuilder, basically. When you're a kid, you want to like, yeah. you like the muscles like and that. all of that. Mm-hmm. But the older I get, the more I realize how much more, how much cooler it is to feel mobile, to feel mm-hmm. light and flexible. And limber. like, huh? Limber. Limber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you watch um, movies, for example, that like people are doing really cool- Whips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flips and all types of cool punches and kicks and whatever. Yeah. Like Bruce Lee, Bruce for example, Lee. right? Like his whole thing is, and and Israel Adesanya, who's a UFC fighter, he actually follows this whole mentality of like Bruce Lee and a lot of like martial, like true martial artists and anime characters and all of that. Who who says like, yeah, it's it's cooler to be um, trained and flexible and be able to move your body um, in special ways rather yeah. than be all bulky and like have the aesthetic look, but mm-hmm. then not be able to- yeah. it, it, Like not be super practical, just like lift weights up and yeah. down. And yeah. just do those motions. Because his whole thing, uh, Adesanya's thing is like, I don't care that I'm skinny, like fight me. Because obviously he's a UFC fighter. And yeah, he he beats people. Like um, if anybody saw the Paulo Costa fight, Paulo Costa is a guy who's just like, he's he looks like a cloud. Yeah, And he knocked him out. And it was just like so cool to see that, like some skinny kid- um, but but he has all the right training and and you don't have to yeah be super muscular um, in your in your physique to be able to do the craft or you know yeah. just feel good about yourself. I think that's like a questionnaire that I feel like everybody should have with themselves when they start to work out or when they start a journey or even continue is like even checking in with yourself. I constantly check in with myself. Like, what is it that I'm trying to achieve? And it's changed over time. When I first started, I was like, I want to lose weight. Obviously I knew what that yeah. meant later on. Well, we don't know. We don't know at the beginning, right? Right. That's, that's what the I'm problem. saying is like, you have to like consistently ask yourself. Like when I started yoga, I didn't realize I wanted to start yoga. I did it out of majbori, like out of matter of fact, like, okay, either I have to do it or I'm going to have surgery. And like the freedom that you're talking about with your body, the limberness, the looseness, the health, like of just being able to like move my body and know I'm not going to hurt it and being like light on my feet, flexible, kind of throwing my body wherever I want to. And it's going to be fine. It's like, you have to have a consistent check-in with yourself instead of being like, Hmm, I want to blank. Yeah. But, um, the last thing I was going to say is like, it's so funny. We're taught at the youngest age, we're shown the food pyramid. And then as you get older, they just start eliminating aspects of it and being like, this is what you need to be healthy. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what does the food pyramid look like now? No, so like- It's I'm just saying, like one block. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm saying is like, you know, like we had the food pyramid, there was like eight different sections, right? Yeah. It's like, we know that we need all these food groups to be healthy. But then when you get into diet culture, they're like, here's these two parts of the food groups, only stay within these to achieve your goals. Like, how does that make sense? Well, so the food pyramid, like I remember that at the top, it was like, this is how much, this is, the, it was like portions, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can only have this much sweets to be in a healthy sort of state, you know, this many fruits and vegetables, this much protein, 
right? As much carbs, yeah. So what are they what are they eliminating? Basically, they're just saying I'm like saying have di- the pro- diet culture eliminates oh, entire diet culture blocks. Does. Okay. Like they're like, okay, take away the sweets, take away the carbs, take away this, and only do these. And then we as adults, even though we're taught at the youngest age that this food pyramid is how we're going to, you know, be healthy. Yeah. As an adult, they're like, hey, take away all these parts, stay within these two blocks, and you know, you're gonna be at your best physique. Post Eve, no. I've been only at the top block. And just sweets. Yeah. That's I'm cute. actually usually at that block. And mm-hmm. I, I like that block. It makes me feel amazing. Yeah. Even though you literally just said that you quit carbs and you felt amazing. <laughs> I usually feel amazing. <laughs> the thing about me is I usually you feel, amazing. feel amazing. Yeah. That that's what I just I just like um, you know, going into something knowing what it what what effects it has and just being okay with it. Yeah. I I enjoy myself to be honest, like when it comes to that kind of stuff. When it comes to work and other things, I really press myself. I go hard and um I don't cut corners. I don't make excuses in that regard. In other aspects of my life, I like having fun and mostly I like other people to enjoy themselves. Like enjoying company and all that kind of stuff. So like again, the whole moderation Balance. Hey, hey, it sounds laughing, but listen, making fun of you is part of it. All right. You realize having, both me and, and both Amber and I were both imagine, just smiling like, like imagine, full of it. imagine I come up in here and say like, yo, get the cameras ready. Do this, do this, do this. And then we're just sitting here like today we're talking about the news. Come on. Yeah. Cause you spend the whole time roasting us from the camera. The roasting well, is necessary. Yeah. The roasting is necessary. Yeah. The roasting is super I'm necessary. Like, it, it is fun. It does. Oh no, it always gets toxic, but we just, you know, we just handle clap it. back. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, It's sometimes it stays in a good toxic zone though. Sometimes. As long as the HR is not required. And by the way, Isan, you're no longer the HR department. I'm, I'm still, you can't make that decision. <laughs> yeah, I can because nah. I am the HR department again. Nah. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll have we'll have a we'll have a. Honestly, what we do over I think this? Shamir should be the HR department. He's the most balanced of it all. Balanced. That's exactly like why that's not, can't be yeah. HR. That's a good word, balanced. Shamir's mm-hmm. low-key toxic. <laughs> that's true. He enjoys- low-key toxic is better than high-key Especially toxic. for content. Wait, am oh. I high-key toxic? You've been high-key toxic today, Asan. Yeah. Have I? Today. He's been opening How? up. Yeah. What? Yeah. Asan, you, you, you said some things today. Toxic boy. I don't know what Don't make me bring about. up the mic cover situation, sir. Oh, <laughs> the audience doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. It's a simple and thing too. So, it's not that toxic. So after, uh, or on the on the last night of Ramadan, we have in our Desi culture, Chandrat. Does anybody else do this, by the way? Don't believe so. I think so. it's just Desi. It's just I us? Desis. Hmm. I believe so. So Chandrat meaning like moon night basically is the is, is like the cr- Christmas the Eve. Yeah. yeah, Christmas Eve. Um of Eid. Of Eid, right? So or it's Eid Eve. Except it's like preparation. Yeah. It's a party. It's, it's, a, a party. it's a big party. It's a party, it's not but prepar- no, it is primarily preparation. No, no, but I guess so. Like yeah. getting the like, hen, you, okay, get the henna done, Eid. getting the clothes. The henny. Whoa. Whoa! Which other event were you at? <laughs> you gotta get the henny ready for after Ramadan. Happens, <laughs> yeah, low key. Okay, so in Pakistan, people go crazy. Henna on, and henny. On, uh, Hen on one hand, henny <laughs> in the other. Yeah, unfortunately, I heard this from my uncle. He told me that on like Janrat. Yeah. For some reason, we yeah. I mean, we have um, you know, obviously non-Muslims in Pakistan too, but it, the alcohol is supposed to be for them, but. He said that all like the bars and the the sh- uh, liquor shops they just go empty on Chandra. Oh Wait, they have liquor are, stores in Pakistan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not supposed to be there, but they're there. Oh, yeah. You know, the white on the Pakistan flag is for minorities. 
So, yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's the reason for it, but I'm just saying like, it's not just yeah. like an all. Also, Pakistan has a beer company like manufactured. No. Yeah. From, yeah. In Murray. Murray. Murray what? Beer Company. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a known thing. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are obviously not practicing there. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah for sure. And there's people. Christians in Pakistan too. And there's like yeah, yeah. Uh, a Sikh, um, what's it called? Holy site. They have a Gurdwara there and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of minorities there. But anyways, we had a little Chandrat event that we were doing in Virginia. Um, thanks to Shamir's mom for hooking that up. She runs a lot uh-huh. of like events and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we were invited. My best and, friend. Um, <laughs> Amber was trying to be her best friend the whole night. I was trying so hard. And I really feel like I made a big impact. I told my mom, I was like, she's trying to be her friend. Like go uh, talk Did to her. Did you tell her? Stop. Yeah. And so then she uh, so told you to come with her. I think go yeah, somewhere. She, yeah. she had me go like do a TV segment. <laughs> <laughs> they like put it on TV or something. Did it work? Yeah. She put me. No, on. but did, were you on, were you friends? Yeah. Me and her ended up being great friends. Amber, are, is there anyone that you see that you're like, I, I don't, don't want to be, be friends <laughs> with them? <laughs> Like, I feel like you, you said this yourself, you collect friends. It's kind of, you know how you said this before where you're like- Pokemon trainer over here. um, (laughs) Where you're like, you collect personalities. Me? Yeah, you do. (laughs) He does. Don't, you don't think so? He like collects people. Think about our friends group. And when he tries to bring people in, he like collects personalities. When I think that, when I think that a personality will either, you know, cause some sort of havoc or like will blend in nicely- then I'll want to include that just to see how they work together. He didn't think my personality fit in. Yeah, he did. He likes you. I was, yeah. I was making a joke. Oh, okay. well, no, I didn't consider his personality. I just considered your skills. <laughs> no, he considered my work ethic, but you know, he's yeah. not the one that said, hey, come hang out with us outside of work. Yes, I personal. did. I hung out with you. I'm the only one that hung out with you after- Outside of this. No, but oh. Frost likes to like be friends with the people he works with as well. Yeah, yeah that's important to me. I was, I was just trying to make a quick joke on how, Amber's, how, on how Amber's a better friend than you. And yeah. like, it fell loose and it, it, it was well, lost you know, all You know what? You're loose. The, the, <laughs> be quiet. The best friend of them all was Shamir's mom. And then I tried so hard to also be friends with your brother. And then your mamu, your uncle came in. And just made a joke about how your brother's of age in front of everybody. <laughs> and as if I'm trying to holla. Shout and out, Polo Man. Shout out. And this is the like, types Sam. of jokes that Hadi makes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, now it's ruined. So then I walked by your brother. I was like, I'm not trying to hit on you. I'm just trying to get my book bag. Yeah, you made it weird. <laughs> yeah, you made hell? it weird. I mean, we, we, we laughed. That okay. was that was a, uh, okay. furthering my attempt at being weird, friends. Though. It's really weird. I'm the not young, trying to The young man has had an trust. age where it's just like, you know, you don't fit in with like the older crowd yet. Yeah, but definitely not the little kids. So it's just like it's the too cool phase. Awkward, yeah. The awkward sort of phase. And if you make a joke like that, then it's gonna be even more awkward. Shami, why'd you tell your mom trying to be friends? I wanted to see if I could do it. Why? No, I already showed her the text you sent. Oh, (laughs) man! I wanted to see if I could do it. Like I could achieve it. Wait, do what? Become friends with my mom. Dude, play the play the the podcast. I thought you were already friends with her. (laughs) No. No, no, no. But like friends. Okay. You want to be a part of the auntie gossip. No. Okay. Yes, basically. <laughs> no, I just the, wanted to be friends. Me and Shamir's mom aren't close. I just want to be close. I get matching like, you know, pedicures. She and doesn't all have that. a daughter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to be your daughter. No, I don't want to be your daughter. I was just trying to be a friend. Yeah. I don't want Amber at my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> that in such That's a disapproving way. It, yeah. it was disapproving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. The, the event though was pretty lit. 
Um, it's after COVID, so it's kind of weird. Like we haven't had this type of an event in a long time. We haven't done shows since two years. Yeah. So it was it was wild. Um, and the songs that we were doing and stuff like that, everyone was super amped for. Because usually at these events, it's a lot of like slow singing, or whatever. Yeah. So we brought like some hype energy. I gotta say, man, brown boys, brown boys are special. Why? <laughs> brown boys are extreme with their feelings. Okay. <laughs> there's there's the one side that they're just like. They love with a passion. When we when we got out there, as soon as I came out, right, like Isan was there, like a group of them just grabbed me and just started like hurtling around me. And I was like, COVID, COVID. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, Frosty, I love you, man. Blah. And, <laughs> and, and you they, don't have a mask on you were performing. Were they actually fans of yours? Or I they were just like, you I, know, don't, I don't, well, all of them came I, up afterwards and said, we've yeah. been watching you since we were kids. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, go. but like, uh, I th- but that's what I'm saying. Like they were just overly excited in the moment. I don't think that like if it was one on one, any They're of them like would have done that. Passionate beings. Yeah. But but at the end, like there was this one guy uh, specifically that he's just like he was on me. <laughs> was the one and, who threw money on you? Yes. Yeah. And then, Is this and the then, one with the light up mask? Yeah. 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 That guy. And then his name is Walid. Shout out Walid. But he goes like after I'm leaving, he's like, "Okay, my John, my John, like <laughs> I love you." He goes like, "I love you, my John," which my John is like saying my life, my love. Yeah. Um. And yeah, technically my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's like saying my love. And I was like, we just met. That's why he's like, he's like, uh, like I love you. Like he, he was recording me. He's just like, do you love me? And I was just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I love you, bro. Aww. But it was just like this funny thing. It was cool. Was, I'm, I'm all cool with it. I'm not like uh, yeah. pause or any of that stuff. Yeah. Brown boys do that with like that type of st- stuff, but they also do it with like relationships too. Like they always take it like, I like will die for you. Oh, that's like uh, the fob, like the super f- yeah. uh, <laughs> extra messaging. They, they don't, they don't, they mean well. No, yeah, of yeah. course. It's of just course, the, of course. The way that it comes out is just like poetic, but well, they're trying to be poetic, but it comes out as very like funny. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like quoting Bruno Mars and all that. No, like worse, like, oh, I'll cut off. No, not like cut yeah. off, but like, you but know, like, I will, I will sacrifice. trade my life or sacrifice my life for yeah. you. Put a box on. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other side. If you piss off the brown boys or or they Ooh. see some competition. Oh, it's over. It's a knife fight outside. They pull the knives. There was, <laughs> there was a knife fight. They pulled out the knives like uh, the Beat It music video, uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and, and they were basically going at it. And then the cops well, well, came. There wasn't a knife fight. Or what, I thought they just pulled it out and then the cops came. Like it was about to get to that level. Yeah, it was probably just going back and forth. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> okay, but what like my this chica? event doesn't end up with boys fighting outside. Wait, they what they fight over? Why are you it's bringing knives to an Eid celebration anyways? Yo, when <laughs> I tell you there's a special breed of brown men that like think they go so hard and they just end up fighting outside. <laughs> wait, wait, what do they fight over? Like it's not like a girl, right? Or like, is it a girl? One person revved their engine harder than the other. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it just looks, bro. I, I see this all the time because I get this. If, if somebody doesn't know us at an event or we're just like, they're vibing out, I get if somebody is like, you know, the alpha competition that brown boys have a lot. Yeah. I mean, this happens with other people too in a club setting, especially. This is one of the reasons I hate clubs. Oh, you was looking at my girl. No, 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 no. You were looking at me. me. You were looking at me me like that. Not even that. You look like that. You look like that. This is what I get. You look like that. Why does this guy look like that? Yeah. This is the question. And it's intimidating. And you specifically, they do have like a weird, I know what you mean. Like when you're, when you're like, I am not going to fight. Like, 
Straight up, if anybody sees me in a club and I look like I want to fight you. Yo, even the uncles is, be looking like give, trying to give Nuzzer. They're like, what is this kid doing? Like, why is he looking this like is that? My why face? is his hair long? <laughs> yeah, why is his hair I long? I mean, I come with love. I don't want to fight anybody. You, I don't you care. Have, you have a very punchable face. If I, oh take my that as a gosh. I don't think it's a punchable face. I think it's. I think the face is a threat to they some. They get intimidated. Yeah, it's an intimidation thing. They're, even if I can fight you, I'm not going to. Like some people, yeah. they really get a thrill out of like, let me see. There's people that I've been with friends with yeah. who are like, yo, let's let's see who we can get today. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. can we not do that? Like, I don't want to be mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Because it's just like so unnecessary. And I'll also like, just the, like how crazy it can get. Mm -hmm. It's why, it's not worth it. It's, it's not so, worth it's it. weird to me. It's whack to me. It makes no sense. Um, but it goes once you start it doesn't end and and when you have situations like that like Baltimore Muslim community is full, filled with people like that yeah and okay, um, just throw the whole Baltimore community <laughs> the bus. No, great no, no 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 they're great people I'm just saying that there's I see some. a lot of that because it's such a big community there's a chunk that you know every in every community there's yeah. always like a chunk that you know thinks that they're hard no 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 you know what it is they've never gotten an opportunity to express or or like um, challenge that side of themselves where they've either been like, you know, held up in the house all their lives or just like they've been bullied in some way. So when they get to a certain level uh, of like independence and or or just size or something. But it's then like, they feel it's always like, about respect on my name. Like, what are you worried about other people's respect? Like, what, what what is, why are you wasting your time about people putting respect on your name? They they play too much Grand Theft Auto. That's essentially what it is. <laughs> well, they just want, they just want to basically like prove to themselves almost that like I can win in a fight. Mm -hmm. um, or my boy, my boys can take you over. Yeah. Yeah. And be like a part of something. It's a weird thing. But, but anyways, the, the performance, the you guys. Yeah. Performance was fun. I was really excited. I was like, holy crap. Like, that performance was, was, was dope. What'd you think? Bad dope. This was the I mean, song's first time I was moving. Us. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what was happening. So I was just, just holding the, the camera. I started dancing on the floor with you. <laughs> and he was uh, helping us record and all that stuff. So he recorded our per performance. Uh, what'd you think and everything? I mean, it was dope. You know, stage presence was... I mean, uh, you know, your your brown boys that you were talking about that kept hugging you in the beginning. They didn't really pay attention that much like once you guys started, but... And that's not on you. Oh, they were getting lit on their own. Yeah. They were getting lit on their own with that random pockets. Like you had, Shamir, you had to go up several times to be like, hey, yeah. hey, for them to even, but no, I mean, that, that, that was a lit performance. Yeah, that was and his first like, time I can't seeing us live. Um, so yeah, that was a yeah, good it was, it's, it's always fun. Um, I think we're at a level now that like we're having fun. For, for us, I know that you were like I was, we were just having fun with it. And yeah. we're like usually also- Y'all look real professional when you're performing. Thank oh, you, man. Like, that no means a lot. Like, hands down. And you've seen a lot of performances, I'm sure. So yeah. that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, that does mean a lot. Usually like we're also worried about like a million other factors, but having you there also helps. And you know, yeah. Amber, Emma, Dawa, like everybody yeah. um, who was helping out run everything out. Cause there's a lot that goes into what we do. And you know, for example, setting up the merch table for marketing and all that kind of stuff. And then having obviously you, uh, being able to record the footage yeah. rather than us having to like it, hand it to different people. This time it really felt like everyone had like a thing to do mm -hmm. right. and it was all equal. Yeah. Like even though, you know, we're in stage, we're performing, it didn't feel like, oh, that's the biggest thing. It felt like, oh, that's just one piece Definitely. of the puzzle. So everyone has a role to play and yeah. everyone's got to play it correctly. Yeah. And that event felt, really felt like that. Like everyone yeah. is like owning their role and stuff. So I yeah. was a little bit worried uh, going back after COVID. I was like, okay, like, you know, we, we guys, we didn't rehearse. Like, because, like, you know, we were here prepping. We've, 
prepped over FaceTime. Like, yeah, Amber was like, do you know your lyrics? I was like, yeah, like, do you guys know your, like, are you guys, like, are we good? And it gave me the biggest sigh of relief to see you guys go up there and just do your thing effortlessly. It was great. I was so yeah. happy. I can't wait till your tonsils are fixed so you can join us. Yeah. Facts. Well, not fixed, but you know, your whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Face. situation. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah. At one point it felt like I was handing out mixtapes with like the marketing situation. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, like one of the, it's, it's a humbling moment, but also it's like a, it's a moment of you feel like you're hustling and you're doing your thing when uh, we had a whole booth set up and you know, you have to walk around and basically tell people who you are, what you do get them to, you know, come to the table. I'm and that it's like, okay to approach you. I feel like that's yeah. huge because like they need the confirmation it's okay to approach you because when I was by myself, so many people came up and were like, oh my God, hey, like I watch you, blah, blah, blah. But when I was at the table, nobody was like yeah. specifically Dude, coming exactly. up to be that. But when you're walking around alone or yeah. whatever, they're like, hey, I just want to let you know And when we were this. dancing on the yeah. dance floor, like yeah. then people were like really- I was like in the bathroom, this dude in this, like peeing right next to me, he was like, yo, dude, I watch you. And I'm like, oh snap, that's awesome. I was like, come through the table, come say mm -hmm. hi to everyone else. Well, like y'all said, you know, a lot of these guys have been watching y'all, y'all's videos for years, right? And it's um, like uh, like one example when when I was doing stuff with Native Dean on Dean TV, right? Like a lot of people were afraid to bring up like, "Yo, how's it with Native Dean?" I'm like, "Dude, they're just people." Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> and we're really that way because I feel most comfortable when I'm around, you know, family, friends, and you guys are all like family. So, um, when when it's that type of environment, we're just us being us, and people can approach us, and we're you know, gonna make the same jokes and whatever else. Cause we're really like this in real life uh, when the when we're not doing the podcast or we're not, you know, shooting videos and stuff. And so for people to come up, it, it gives us more sort of excitement, you know, yeah, another yeah. person to chat with, get to know about them, what they're like. And make new jokes. Like there's a lot of times where we make new jokes with that person we just meet or something right. like that. And get to know them and then and then keep up with them. There's fans that have been here since day one, literally. Yeah. Um, who we're friends with. Yeah. And like, having that kind of relationship of like growing together and seeing where they're at, them seeing where we're at, how hard we've been working for all these years. Like that's amazing. And even um, one of them's our intern now too. Like one of the oldest fans. Shout out Sadia. Yeah. Shout out Sadia. Sadia's like has been killing it. Yeah. And she's been helping us with our Ponoronal Instagram and all yeah. that stuff. So she's amazing. For a long time. Yeah. Shout out Sadia. Um, and then there was this funny moment. The, the, one of the, one of the things I hate being like, um, perceived as is as as much as we joke about it is an f-boy like legit because when it comes to parents i love i love people's parents i would rather talk to your parents than i would talk to you um because it's just like you get so much more wisdom and conversation that you wouldn't normally have but anyways uh and you're when, good at it too <laughs> when somebody's um parents think that i'm like some f boy, whatever. Like, I get really upset about that because I'm just like, no. <laughs> I just, it's just like a. This is like what we do happens to be what we do because we like it, and and it's not for. I mean, I I can't speak on every single person, but like, I I know my friends and I know who we are and what we're about, and like, we don't do it for fame and attention. Maybe subconsciously there is that there. I'm not gonna like say that it's not there. It's nice to have that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I feel like, we really love I feel like aunties and uncles would think that you guys are like doing it like maybe like even for, for like sure. the girls for girls exactly like, yeah, that yeah. Type of thing. Star, like, yeah. like I really love art yeah I'm, I love it like I, I don't see myself doing anything else but anyways uh, there was uh, sometimes moments like this happen there was like these two girls that came up oh yeah and they just they wanted a picture and and you know like you and I are both like this where we're not sure 
We try to respect Halal their gap. boundaries. Halal yeah. gap. Sometimes they put an arm around or whatever and I'm like, okay, I usually put my hands like to the side, side yeah. or like folded or whatever because I want to be respectful Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of that. And I, you know, neither of us are people that would do anything beyond, mm-hmm. you know, maybe an arm around or something. Yeah. Cause that makes me uncomfortable. So uh, these two girls came <laughs> up and they just wanted, they just wanted like a Snapchat, right? I'm standing behind them. They're making it in front of me. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And they were like <laughs> making a video. And then I'm like, oh, like what are you guys' names by the way? And then they start telling me and then they stop the video and then put it down. And then I was like, oh, that's, that's it. Like you didn't even, you, did you want me to say something? Like whatever. And then they just like walked and then I saw an auntie behind them. And then I was like, and then Amber was like, oh yeah, they're like, they were fans. They wanted a picture or something. And I was like, yeah, it was really weird. They just got like a little segment of me asking them what their names are. And then she's like, no, that was their mom. <laughs> and they saw like her coming from the corner of their eye. And she basically approached them because she was like, what do you think you're doing? Oh. Yeah. So like they came up to me. So one of the events coordinators was like, hey, let's take a picture. So I did. And then those two girls ran up. They're like, hey, can we take a picture with you too? I was like, yeah. I was like, um, Frost, they're like, oh my God, we want a picture. I was like, yeah, of course, let me. I was like, Frost, can you take a picture with these girls? So he goes and they take the picture and they literally like disconnect their eyes and just start walking away. <laughs> like they, they don't they don't say bye. They nothing. Just I was just walking. like, what happened? And I see from, my, from the corner of my eyes, like this mom was like pushing a chair away, like moving things Jeez. out of her way to like get over there to stop them from taking the picture. So they just like walk away really quickly so they wouldn't get embarrassed by the mom telling them to stop in front of him. Oh that God. makes me so sad because I would have loved to talk to the mom. Yeah. There was, remember after the Mickey Singh show, um, there was these kids who came up and they were like talking to us and we were getting to know like what they do and all of that. It was super cool. And then they they brought their parents. Oh, yeah, and the parents were even more excited because they were like, we watch your stuff as a family. And we were actually talking to the mom for more, a long yeah. time. And that's like, it's so beautiful because we see them as like, as we would see our parents and stuff. And like, yeah. we tell them about our parents and our parents love and support what we do. So it becomes that type of relationship. But when this sort of <laughs> thing happens, I feel so like- Sad. You want yeah, me but to also like, oh, I should like almost like I should know better. No, you, you know, know like it's like even when I used to take pictures of like Mickey Singh and Imran Khan back in the day, my mom used to like tell me, don't post the picture. And I was like, why? Why can't I post the picture? And in their minds, they were like, you don't want these boys trying to claim that you're their girl. Like online, I was like, mama, they, they don't care. Like they don't <laughs> care enough. And I think it's just like that innocence of like, what are like, oh, these boys are like yeah. trying to do whatever. They don't, maybe like get it all the way I respect and they're like it. protecting. Yeah. I respect it. I'm not saying that like they don't have a right to feel that way because that happens out there, you know? Yeah. But like just yeah. knowing how they're thinking in the back of our heads makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like when you know that that's not your intention and yeah. I hope that it never is, um, then then of course it just feels like you're disconnected. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't get to make a connection as on a, a human being level. You're an artist and uh, you know, you, you don't get near somebody's kids because you could have a bad influence on them. And again, I respect it because there are people out there that, uh, you know, have power. a cer- they use their power in a certain way. And uh, it, there's extreme cases of it, like mm-hmm. R. Kelly, you know? And uh, so, I, so I respect it, but it's just like one of those things I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, there are, but there are cool aunties out there. We met some cool aunties. There was one um, who was really supporting us since the beginning. The funny thing about some aunties is that they... Um, will be like, they can do you the biggest favor in the world. Like you need them. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like trying to tell you like, oh, 
you need to do things this way and you need to come to like my events and then you're going to be like this big thing. And like, it, it won't ever be considered as like a, a business sort of approach. It's like they're doing you a favor because you are entertaining. Yeah. And then they want you at their event. And, and this one auntie particularly was like, huh? Oh, free. For free, of course. Uh, but this one auntie was like saying basically that like, oh yeah, like we have weddings and stuff and like, you know, you guys would be great at weddings. And I'm just like, I don't want to be like a wedding. <laughs> wedding performer. Wedding performer. Wedding like, singer. like we crash yeah. weddings. Yeah. But we don't like, you know, just do, like we're not the entertainment in the background. And and that's that's fine if you are, like that that's what you're into or like that's what you provide. Yeah. But like that doesn't let us grow as what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And then there was this one other, she's not an auntie, but she was like this, Younger. Uh, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Latina oh, uh, insurance lady. <laughs> there's uh, a, there's this girl out of nowhere. She approaches. Oh Emma. my bad. Maybe I shouldn't say her name. That was stupid. <laughs> the, okay, there's this girl. She approaches. <laughs> a vlog. She approaches Emma, oh, yeah. um, and she's like, "Hey, oh my gosh, I thought you were this DJ." Like she literally approaches him saying, hey, oh my gosh, I thought you were this DJ. Yeah. And then Amod's like, oh no, I'm not this DJ. And then I'm messing around with Amod because I know he's uncomfortable. And I'm like, no, he is a DJ. And then this girl's like, what? He is a DJ? And I'm like, yeah, he's a DJ. And Amod's like, no, he's lying. He's lying. And I'm like, no, he's a DJ. And so then the whole time she's like, no, oh, but you look just like him. Oh my gosh, where are you going? And then she's like started a conversation. And she sat at her table. Sat at a table. I was just, I watched, I walked up. I was like, who is this? Who are you guys all talking to? And she was just like the most lit, like, she mm-hmm. was basically like a cougar. <laughs> she was. Strong cougar energy coming Strong from cougar her. energy. And uh, she looked like Shakira. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, basically- Shakira with straight short hair. <laughs> basically, she was just like really- Open. Open. And sh- and we were, I was like- Okay, open guys, use a proper word. Suggestive. Suggestive. Yeah, she was like winking and like biting her lip and doing all this extra stuff. And we were like- uh, at one point we were like, um, you know, read Shamir's hand. And then she was like, oh, I don't read hands. I read hearts. And then we were like, okay, what does his heart say? And then she was like, he's horny. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? And then I was like, this girl has like no limits. So I literally said to her, I was like, I wasn't horny before you got here. Oh and, then, and then she Yo, was- Yo, you're so, wild for that. so no, wild. But like, y'all called me wild. She yeah. did like, didn't care. And I was just like testing the water. Obviously that's not true. And then- um, He says it in a way that's like acceptable though. Like it, it doesn't come across as like disrespectful. Yeah, I said it in reason. like a joke, joking yeah. way. And then like, she was just like laughing with it. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, what? I can't say that to a normal person. Like, yeah, And but then she- you the vlog camera on and she like took it as an opportunity to be like biting her lip, like winking and Frost is asking direct questions. And instead of answering them, she just like made faces at the camera. So basically yeah. like moaning while I'm asking questions. I'm like, what's going on? And then uh, they're like, um, we were asking everybody who's like hearts is what. And then she said that I'm a magician. <laughs> she said she said she said that I'm a snake basically. Yeah. And then I was like, Veronica. I think she was just like coming up with stuff as she went along. Yeah. And she was like, You had dark hair and it was long, so she was like magician. She had the same energy as someone who was like really high off something, like some yeah. drugs. Yeah. And I was like, Is she on drugs? I don't know. I think she's naturally like that. But it's so funny because we always have these weird experiences whenever we perform. There's always somebody that like makes it really entertaining or like just these bizarre situations that end up happening that we're just like, what the heck? But then 
like Frost asked her, he was like, oh, can you read her energy? And she was like, no, I don't do that because girls are sensitive. And yeah. like, obviously, if I say anything at that point, now I'm perceived as sensitive. I can't yeah. be like- Amber's like, I'm not sensitive. I was, so I was, I was like, no, no, I'm not sensitive. You can read me. And then everybody at the yeah. table was like, she's so sensitive. She's so upset that you like da, 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 da. But I was like, I hate when statements are made like that, yeah. especially when you're like the girl minority, because you make it seem like, oh, like I can't handle something or whatever. Like yeah. stop being weird and just like- Amber, say, she was getting all the energy from the guys. So she liked it. So she, you were yeah. kind of in her way. A little bit, maybe. But then she came back to me on the side later and she was just like pumping. Like, I thought she just energy. didn't want to like hurt your feelings because she saw yeah. some negative negativity in your heart yeah. or something. Also, also, she came to our table, I think, to promote her insurance. She like sells insurance. But she stayed for like everything else. Yeah. The funny thing is like she followed us on Instagram and then her profile picture is her biting her lip and winking. I was like, how do you sell insurance like this? <laughs> I was this like, I you, think you insurance them? is a front. <laughs> like yeah. she's like, hey, lure them in with the insurance. And then she got another deal happening. Yeah. So I, think, I think y'all are just overreacting to everything. No, you, no, you, it's on like, I, you weren't there, right? No, he I, wasn't I there. saw, he I right. saw the one video on the, like the Instagram story if when y'all posted. If you didn't, like, if you weren't, if I wasn't there and they were to tell me the story later, I would literally think they're exaggerating, but she was all of that. Like it was strong, suggestive energy. And I'm not, literally, I'm not trying to shame her as a woman at all. No, it was amazing. I'm just saying, it was, it was great. It was, it was really such, funny. it was, really it was vibes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Veronica. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Veronica. She was fun. Yeah. I want to keep this going because, um, yeah, why not? It's a strange exchange. Yeah. Why Didn't not? you have a keep question listening. for us, Amber? Um, hold on. For us. <laughs> what do you mean? A question she had a question. She had a question she for wanted to bring up. That she wanted to ask on the podcast. Oh, okay. Should I go? Okay, sure. Yeah, go for it. Well, okay. So I have, it's, it's a really simple question. Okay. Yeah. And the question is just like, why do men? Why do men? Why Why do men? Like, this, why do girls this, do men? Is no, this not a, emphasis on do. Is this like, like a rant? This is, no, it's not. Why a, do men do? No, like, like why? Why, why, why we exist? Yeah. About to get real personal here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is one this of those is a, rhetorical questions where she's going to go on a rant. Put the mics down. Yeah, no, no rant. Just a, a slight commentary and annoyance. <laughs> it's a rant. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why Moms, do men what? Why do men? Why do men? And this is why. Okay. I've why seen, do women? I've exactly. <laughs> that was the next what? point. Why do people? Not just why do men. Why do people? Why does the world? Facts. No, this long is so weird. <laughs> no, um, I saw this example happen four times recently, and I'm like, why do men try to get if they can't handle a baddie, why do they take a baddie and then try to change the baddie? They're like, why are you this way? And so my question is overall, nothing is personal. Why do men? I'm done. I'm done with y'all. Facts. Did someone try to change do you? you? Do you want to know like specifically that example? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the exact answer but yeah used to be in those situations where i'd be going after chick for i guess those baddie qualities mm-hmm. right and then be mad that she's a baddie i wouldn't be mad but then it would be like okay this isn't what i want but now i'm in this place where i'm going after her because i like this, these small things that kind of make her right mm-hmm. but then I, 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 I don't know like i'm but why I'm go after a girl so i guess my main question is why do guys or why do people when they're given all the information up front about a person, right? Like they see like maybe for example, how they post, how they act, how they talk, like little- All just- right. Kanye West mm-hmm. goes after Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. We all know 
what Kim Kardashian posts about, what yeah. she's into, how she is. And then when he says that she should cover up and exactly. be a certain way, that's basically what you're talking about. And yes. then and then they end up getting a divorce because XYZ. XYZ, but, but you know, one of those but reasons. It was there up front to begin with. So why? Yeah. Right, but it's not I don't think that's present in their mind. I think they're distracted by that attraction they have, right? Mm-hmm. And then and this this will work both ways, man and woman, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're attracted and then their mind is in a uh, straightforward scenario where they only want to look at stuff they're attracted to and they don't think about the bigger picture and everything else. You know, mm-hmm. it's a subconscious that like we have to train ourselves to always keep a straight head when we're going into these situations and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And then once they're in, it's like, okay, now things are starting to be normal. Um, you know, oh, she's doing this. She should probably be doing this, which wasn't even a thought mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. You know, you know what else it is? I think uh, for a lot of people, it becomes a thing where you're attracted to something from a surface. Yeah. You like that, you lock it down. And then when they continue being that way, now other eyes are on them and you want to possess and protect mm-hmm. what is yours and you yeah. want ownership of that thing. Yeah. You want it protected. So- the reality is if if that's what you if you want somebody for the long term who is um more modest right we'll mm-hmm. we'll use that example yeah. as a, as a physical sort of uh, sure. covering right if you want somebody who's modest you know we're talking about family mm-hmm. you don't think about okay this um you know chick who who doesn't cover up as much at the beginning as as family in the long term you want the short term satisfaction and you go after that and then you're like hold up I want to turn this into quote unquote family. Maybe you should start wearing a hijab. Who? That's what I'm saying. It was like, it's like, Hey, like, even though Uh, I know that I, the the girl that I want to have as a wife, I want her to be a hijabi. Right. So, you know, that's a preference. That's fine. If that's your preference and that's cool. But then you still go after slash date the girl who's not a hijabi and then expect her to become what your preference is. Yeah. Simply because that's what you like, but you you going in with a lot of insecurity. I think there's also um, a relationship like between the guy and the girl, but there's also like this, you know, a not said uh, personality that's like as a couple. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the guy is expecting. Okay. The girl's posting, you know, less revealing stuff. And they're like, hopefully when we get together, maybe they're expecting, oh, like they don't have to show off essentially. Mm -hmm. And now it could be just pictures of us or whatever. And I think that's what they're expecting. This happened, um, not specifically. Okay. So it did actually happen to me, but not in the sense that a guy told me change. This guy approached my homegirl and was like, hey, if Amber's willing to calm down, then like, I would love to wipe her up. Bruh. And I was like, (laughs) so you know what? My friend said the most amazing thing back to him. And she goes, you see her now, that's who she is. Either you hype her or you don't. And and you're not going to try to get her and then change her. You don't want her. You think you want her. Because if you want her, you don't want to change her. And I was like, Whoa. That's how it should be. Thank you. That's how it should be. Like my homegirl handled that so easily for me. So when he tried to approach me later, I was like, mm. Until you calm down. No. Until, yeah, <laughs> until you calm down, sir. Until you calm yeah, that's, down. That's a really sort of inappropriate and immature way of thinking. At least it didn't happen to how a lot of people would happens when they're already in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go after it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having that conversation if it's done appropriately. So yeah. if somebody were to come up to me and say, Hey, um, would you ever consider doing like a different field where you're not, you know, as, as public with yourself and et cetera, et cetera. Um, then, you know, I could have that conversation. I'd be willing to, I wouldn't be like yeah. offended by that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course it's different for girls, but I'm just, you know, speaking on my behalf, 
uh, because I know me. And so if somebody were like, you know, because I think that I would respect that more, my family would be this way, and I really like who you are and what you stand for, then yeah, then I could be like, okay, let me think. Um, no, this is what I'm into. That's not going to change. I'm sorry, but thank you, you know? There's but, nothing wrong with the conversation. There's absolutely something wrong with an expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And and w- the the weird thing is like for me, I mentioned a career, right? For girls, it's like, it's usually the physical thing where it's just like, calm down meaning what? Yeah. Meaning- it's, and, a lot, and for me, it might not be like my clothes, but it's like my personality. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so outgoing. You're so friendly with yeah. guys. You're so da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's just my personality. I'm outgoing. You, either you, like, I would rather have somebody who like knows who I am and loves that rather than my whole life being, A, knowing that my husband insecure about me as a person and B, like knowing that he is like uncomfortable with, who I am. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want that. That's what I um, like about, you know, being quote unquote online personalities. Our personalities are pretty much like most of it out there. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of filter out a lot of people. For most people, they just see pictures and that does say a lot about somebody's personality, but not the full picture. Yeah. I think in our cases, like our whole entire, what we want to do, where we want to go, what we want to do with our lives is kind of like on our social media. Mm-hmm. So it's all a front for me. <laughs> I just come on here and put on a show act and then I go home and then I'm a nice serial killer. I was going to say coder. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm coding like crazy. I'm working for Silicon Valley. Like nice. I'm a super genius. I did confront I just, him. I, what'd you say? He came up to me. He was trying to holler and I was like, I heard what you said. And oh. like, I wouldn't have even like entertained it. But to me, I was like, here we go again. Amber, be careful. Is he going to listen to this podcast? I'm warning you right now. No, that's this fine. Every, every time. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I don't that's listen fine. to the podcast. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. This, this time. No, no, but she, she's regretted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, I've so. regretted it in the uh, past. Yeah. So he came up and he was like trying to holler or whatever. And I was like, I was like, you don't want me. And, and I didn't even want him, but I, I wanted to put it out there. You don't want me. Like you already said you don't want me. You want a version of me that you hope that I can be for you. And he was like, no, no, no. Like what I meant by that was like, okay, what I mainly meant was like your social media, right? And then I realized like, okay, cool. Like you be posting whatever and like you do whatever. But then I realized you're not that much out there. I was just saying like, maybe you could like calm down with the post. And he's like over explaining himself about what he thought initially and like perceived based off of my social media and how he thought I could have cut it down. But if it's a problem to me that like, okay, maybe I can like deal with it or whatever. Like, no, you've already said it, sir. <laughs> you've already told me what your insecurity is about it. I'm not approaching this anymore. But yeah. What drew him to you in this situation? That, that's what's confusing. I mean, just, I think I was just being me and, you know, having a good time. And I guess he just approached my homegirl in that environment and was like, hey, I'm interested in your friend if she's but willing to come down. Said, he said, I want that, but not, not as that. much not that. that. Like, can we just take that and then just make it this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want a chocolate cake without the, the chocolate icing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, same. That's, that's completely reasonable. Then it's just what? a chocolate cake without the icing. We're not friends anymore. It still, <laughs> it still has a I'm chocolate fire, base. You're not my friend. This is done. We're open. Okay, maybe maybe the better base. thing was bad, like I want a vanilla example. chocolate swirl, but without the vanilla. Like you, can, uh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's, integrated that's, already. That's you what can. I'd like. Because yeah. <laughs> I like I like the chocolate part of it. Ah, <laughs> great point. Can we talk about J Cole, man? Yeah, J Cole, Cole World. Wow, Cole World. You guys hear the album? No blanket. I did. No blanket. Came out with a. He did. He, he came did. out with a new album. It was kind of a surprise. He started teasing it um, a few weeks ago. I mean, there was singles that came out before that, but this whole kind of project came out all of a sudden. Um, 
but it was for me, I think for the last few years, really, music has been so passive. I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys, but things come and go. I hear it, it's gone, it's a trend, whatever. You know, we, there was a time where, and it, it's not like this is super dated, but not even that long ago, you, there's people that are releasing projects and that project lasts for like a season, yeah, mm-hmm. a year, a few years. The album experience. It's a, it's a mood. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's cohesive. Mm-hmm. It all it tells some sort of a story. Sometimes it's just, here's an album. No, sometimes here's just an album. All right. Let's move on to the next yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Last album doesn't count. Yeah, and yeah. and this depends on the artist too, yeah. right? Yeah. J Cole is one of those artists that um, he cares a lot about the message and the story, his story that he puts out there. People and and about like learning about himself. Yeah, and this project um, is is one of those things. The off season where if you watch the documentary that came out with it, it's like it a twelve really minute documentary. He makes this incredible. And by the way, I'm not like a super J. Cole stan. Yeah. I love the I love his um artistry and stuff, but I've never been like crazy about him. I know some people are like you, oh if my you're God, a J. Like Cole big, fan, like you're yeah, like, like you go they'll off. let you know it. Like J. Yeah. Cole fans yeah, are looking yeah. annoying sometimes. Yeah. But um no, like after this, I was watching the documentary and this analogy that he makes to music and basketball was so incredible. Mm-hmm. He says about basketball that, you know, when you go in to play basketball, you you don't just get to uh, say that I'm going to be this incredible NBA player and then you're that, right? Like for a while, J. Cole was um, saying that he wants to be a rapper and his friends are going off to college and to work. And he's telling them that he wants to be a rapper, but they themselves confronted him and said, you know, we don't see you like making music. Yeah. You're at the party that we're at right now. What are you doing? And he kind of had this like, you know, realization. It's like, yeah, I need to be making music if I want to be a rapper. I can't just like hold all of this in. And and just like basketball, you know, there's guys that are making a thousand shots um, after after games just so they can keep that shot. You know, Kobe Bryant is one of those great examples of just somebody who's just like always, always working on his craft. You don't just get to be Kobe without mm-hmm. the the practice part of yeah. it in that way. And, and he kind of treated you know, writing as drills, like basketball drills. Yeah. And it has this overall, like you don't have to be a bas- like basketball or, or rap music or anything to understand what the underlying theme here is that routine, that consistency that it takes to be great. And we're talking about last episode, discipline. Discipline. Mm. Making that discipline to just, just want to be great. Now, some people are naturally just gifted, right? But what's the thing? It's like hard work beats talent every time. And this is one of those cases where it's just like, what? No, no, no. Asan keeps getting mad that I keep moving my mic off my face. I had nothing oh. to do with you this time. Um, yeah. And, and like last week we talked about DJ Khaled, right? I we, like this rant. We never <laughs> even talked about the music. This yeah. is what's funny. We never even talked about DJ Khaled's music. This is how mm-hmm. like mediocre it was because it's not worth talking about. We talked about everything else but the music. Because DJ Khaled with all... I, I want to, you know, pay respects to him. He does great marketing. He and he is a great DJ. He's great, made great music. But what he's been doing lately is just try to get number one spots and try to make hits and put any random people together. J Cole, you know, he was saying it, 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 on the records he says that I have trouble putting out certain thoughts. Like, it, is this the best it can be? 
is this worth putting out there? And that's like something that I'll relate to where I just feel sometimes like I'll hear something, I'll get super inspired by it, And I'm like, well, do I need to make that? Because it's already out there. Mm-hmm. Does the world need this from me? What does the world need from me? Yeah. And as you get older, you start to learn your story because you're, you're a kid, you just make whatever, right? But when you get older, you sort of figure out your struggles, your story, the things that mean something to you. And this, this project, the off season for J. Cole, um, first of all, I love the music on it, but also just the meaning behind it and like what it means to him. The man is literally like playing basketball while he, so, so he's literally living out that uh, metaphor. And yeah. he's, he's actually playing on the team for Rwanda, I think it is. Yeah. Like professional basketball in How Africa. How is he doing that with putting out an album? He's been practicing for a long time. He actually happens to be an incredible basketball player. He's been that for a while. Um, he plays with professional like NBA players, just like Drake and Quavo and these guys, which is like, is like an advantage they have. But he's he's tall, he's athletic. And yeah, he's, he's now playing. And like one of the producers, I think it was, was saying that like, yo, I wanted to tell Cole how successful his album is and everyone's talking about it. But the, but the man is literally like coming out of scrimmage on his call <laughs> and he doesn't know like what's happening. So like he's, think about the mindset, yeah. right? Like you've, you've, you're supposed to relax and like be like, oh, I put out this project. But he, that routine and that discipline doesn't stop. Yeah. And I think uh, what's cool about Cole is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but past couple of years, his music's kind of been mid. Um, it's not been the greatest. And he's even said himself, like his last best album was 2014 Forest Hills Drive, which was in 2014. Um, and he's had like the most success from that album. Um, and so everything else, ha- like, yeah, he's gotten platinum or whatever, but, you know, culturally it's hasn't made a huge difference. And I think that affects a lot of people. You hear that from Eminem, right? Mm-hmm. He's on the top. He can't relate to people anymore. J. Cole's, a, his character, his characteristics is somebody that, He'll always be, relate to the normal person. Well, let, me, let me stop you real quick. Eminem came back. Music to be murdered by. He came, he came back. Slim Shady that's, came back. That well, one was dope. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Well, that's, I mean. But anyways, that's I, just, opinion, I just have to opinion, correct you real quick. Debate. I just have to correct you. I don't I'm, by the way, I'm a but, huge Eminem fan. Isan, you'll learn that. But um, we're talking about like, basically Eminem is also in, a, in, in his own zone. J. Cole is literally out in the streets with people. He knows yeah. what's going on. He mm-hmm. like, Eminem, it feels like he just found out about, you know how that SNL skit was with Elon Musk and- He's a little uh, disconnected. He's a little, dis- it, it, feels like, it feels like that. And also it's always this kind of like energy of like, oh, this guy doesn't really like know yeah. what's yeah. going yeah. on. And it's like a certain like level of fame when, when you're there for long enough. It's you, like, you can't even blame them for being disconnected in some way. Like the greats, like Lil Wayne is like a little disconnected. Like Nikki's yeah. like a little disconnected because yeah. they've been in that place for so long that it's hard to relate yeah. to well, but, the but then, but then in the same uh, sort of, literally from like the same label, you have Drake mm-hmm. who he's constantly- refreshing and mm-hmm. changing up His what he style. does yeah. and and the people he connects with, yeah. right? Like he works with new artists. He's out in the streets. He's exploring new cultures. Yeah. So people don't get tired yeah. of, of Drake's sound because yeah. it's always like- Drake's out here always. It's yeah. it's always being um like reinvented mm-hmm. in a way and, and that, perfected. I, I get what you're saying there actually, when especially when we're talking about J. Cole and Eminem. So music to be murdered by as as a lyricist, you know. Of course, I agree with myself. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like this is dope. On a technical but what's point, funny, Eminem is not point, to be right, argued right. with. But yeah. what's funny yeah. when it comes to uh, J Cole, the the Force album, right? 
at first when I heard it, well, of course, a buddy of mine was saying J. Cole was the best MC alive. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> stop. And then I got turned off. And then when I listened to the music, I'm like, okay, this is all right. Dude has some bars. But then when you actually listen and vibe with the album and get that energy he's pushing out, then it's like, whoa. Yeah. Well, what okay. I like is that it's it feels like he brought rap back for a moment. Like yeah. he brought yep. something back in me mm. that I, I can't wanna, keep up with music. Yeah. It, it made me want to rap. It made me want to not, not make, yeah. produce, nothing. It made me want to write. Yeah. It made me want to really tell like what I care about yeah. and do that kind of stuff when it feels like, when I said music is passive, it feels like people catch on to these trends. All the music sounds pretty much the same. If you go on TikTok, a lot of that music has the same sort of arrangements yeah. and same sort of sounds and people are learning and, and you know, doing that stuff together. But J. Cole, like it feels like for a while, you know, we've, we haven't had rapidity rappers in yeah. a while. Like, J like that, that, I still look at Jay-Z. Yeah. That sounds good to the mainstream, I guess. I also I would say. Well, sure. you got you to follow. Um, especially and and for not only to the mainstream, but like people who don't like mainstream. Yeah. I also feel like J. Cole has gotten like so much backlash too whenever he puts out like a controversial or strong opinion of any kind. Like uh, even what was it like a year ago, two years ago, he put yeah. out something about how like, you know, oh, people who are like woke, like they're not even really woke, but he, he had something genuine he was trying to say behind it, yeah. but it made it sound like he was attacking people and it was taken out of context personally, I feel like. And like, it was kind of like shoved in his face. So they need to apologize about something. Yeah. Well, he had a diss track made uh, about him by this rapper named No Name. And she was like, oh, you're whack. Like you're washed mm -hmm. up, all that stuff. And then- it, it, Didn't it have something to do with like misogyny too? Yeah, something like because that. Because he often yeah. has lyrics that are yeah, misogynistic. Something, something like that. Because I, I feel like he feels. I feel like he's the yeah. type of person that really feels. So like when he makes songs, like what's that one song? It's like, count me out and count my vote. Like that song, I don't know why it hits different for me, mm -hmm. for him. Because it's like, it feels like a message and he seems like a message person. And that's what all the J. Cole fans always say. They're like, oh, his music, you know, feels different, whatever. And since he's such a feeler and he's not able to get that, maybe invoke that same emotion. And if he does make too strong of a statement, he's getting canceled. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to balance that as an artist. Well, most people like in his position will probably like not respond, maybe mm -hmm. make a, like a different diss track back. I think he made a song just explaining his feelings, why he was like, you know, maybe wrong or by accident or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And well, that's the type of dude he is. He made, yeah. he made a song apologizing to Nas. Yeah. Like I failed not <laughs> like who else does that? Yeah. And that's what that's, I like. That's what I like way. about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about him because he's like, I'm a person, right? I don't have to be right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry or whatever. Like these are, this is how I feel. And maybe I'll make a song about it. Maybe I'll, you know, go in a protest and walk about it. Even though people roast him and be like, don't you have millions of dollars? Shouldn't you donate it? Like he's, you know, trying to be with the, peop the people and all that stuff. So. What I, what I um, appreciate the most about, this album and and as an artist, um, what I can really take away a lot is, you know, one line in particular that kind of wraps it up um, this moment in time when he says, the success will fade, but respect don't. Mm -hmm. and, and on that whole song, he basically talks about how, you know, all these things are temporary. They come and they go, but what he's leaving the world with is himself, is all of himself. It's nothing because right now, you know, and, and for the past few years, I mean, like, Shamir, like, we talk about this all the time where it just feels like we're, cre we're wanting to create art, but we have to, like, involve as much business into it as possible because yeah. Gary Vee tells us to and because other people tell us to, where it just feels like, oh, we should just put content out, put content out. And it's, like, good strategizing, but 
yeah, I mean, like, who are, who, what's your legacy when all of this is done? You put out this many songs. Like, no offense to Russ. I, I think Russ is incredible at doing that kind of stuff. But, like, sometimes I don't know if he's saying much besides, like, that he did what he did, which is just, like, you know, produce all that stuff and that he changed his family's life and that he has a lot of money now. And, like, it's cool, but I'm just, like, a lot of this uh, just just kind of feels the same. And I don't know who you really are. Like, you know who Jay-Z is. Mm-hmm. You know, like what the, th- everything's like, I'm from Marcy Projects. Like, I'm, I'm from this. And like, I did this when I was at this age, whatever, whatever. And you know, like Lil Wayne's story. And like, we haven't had that in a while. Yeah. So it just feels like a really good moment in time. I know. Your girl, does. huh? It does feel like a really great moment in time. Your girl also dropped um, a, was it a mixtape? So it's a mixtape she made 12 years ago. Nicki Minaj. Oh. Yeah. So and she like publicly released it. She never put them on like streaming platforms before, especially like her early, early stuff. Um, but it was like on SoundCloud and like that. It was Piff. on YouTube, oh, YouTube mainly. Okay. Um, and she did a mixtape with DJ Holiday. Is that his name? Yeah. And he, she made like iconic music that I was so annoyed basically all through my teens and like my adulthood that I can't listen to it on Apple music. I literally till this day, like last month looked up itty bitty piggy on YouTube just to listen to it. And it used to bother me all the time. Cause itty bitty piggy is like an iconic moment for me in music. That's the first time that I like listened to a song and I like dissected it, looked at it, tried to learn it. And it was like a moment for me. All the songs on that was like the first time, you know, I got introduced to Nikki through Bedrock. The song Bedrock um, had a, a whole bunch of artists Young on Money. It. Like basically that was the big Avengers moment for Young Money. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was Monsters and, and Monster. And then that mixtape was just such a monumental moment. And then now it's crazy because she just dropped it as a 12 year, 12 year anniversary. And I listened to her live a little while ago, but- she dropped it uh, on streaming platforms and you know, her Jersey and Lil Wayne weren't like making that much music together recently, whatever, but she got them on a song. Uh, so, seeing green, right? Yeah. Seeing green. So she has a mixtape and she added three new songs on it and Jersey dropped uh, hopped on live and kind of how you were saying that like Drake has that feel of like still being like in touch it was crazy the way he was like pumping love and light into her because she was like, I went through a writer's block, which is crazy for me. And, you know, artists will relate that, you know, when the thing that you're so good at, like you're unable to do it in that moment and that Drake sent her that sound and she instantly like got, you know, refreshed and whatever. And Drake hopped on the live and he was like, Nikki, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that this is all in the streaming platforms, but we're just getting started. And this isn't like you, you're the best out here. You're going to be the best out here. And you're getting back in the studio and you're making another album. You know, you, you and I talked about this privately, but you're not done. I'm not letting you be done. Damn. I love that Drake never um, shies away from his past no matter what it was. He's never like, oh, I'm bigger than Young Money. He he literally like bows down to Lil yeah. Wayne. He's like, you are the king. You are the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Him and Nicki both. Dude, he, yeah. he brought, just like remember when this... he brought the Degrassi cast back on a music oh, video? Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. like just, just the fact that he makes references to his character mm-hmm. um, all the time. Like it's, it's really cool because it's it's one of those things where you can't make fun of the guy because yeah. he just like puts everything out there. It seems like he's like a kid who got super lucky and is just like, hey, like I'm lucky. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know how most people are like, I work for this. Yeah. Like, I deserve this and I'm better than everyone else. I'm lucky and talented. So yeah, let me keep like, it. Yeah. And he's like, let me share it or whatever. And who have I worked with? Yeah. That's really nice. Also, I mean, he, he doesn't have like, for example, Lil Wayne. I think that his come up and all of that just affects him so much as far as like his perspective. Being 15 years old and being that famous and then having to deal with all this like, you know, gangster culture out of nowhere yeah. and, and be told that like, this is the way to be and like, uh, treating Birdman as like his father and mm-hmm. just just kind of like that come up. Like, how do and you he even switched into that like so quickly and so well, flawlessly? Like, basically, yeah, like he was meant for it. Because you've he heard his, you've heard his like Degrassi mixtapes, right? Oh, you're talking about Drake. Yeah, oh. I thought you were talking about Lil yeah, Wayne. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted, man. It's been we're we're an hour and a half in this podcast. Sorry, no Drake. I don't think you're, he 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 came into it flawlessly. No, Definitely no, not. no. Um, wait. I'll tell you why. On this oh recent God. song, right, Seeing Green, it felt like I was back in middle school almost mm-hmm. because Lil Wayne was actually rapping good. The autotune wasn't going that crazy. It felt like, you know, that moment where like um, the three of them, how they used to make songs all the time. Yeah. And it was like, it was so cool. You felt like you were listening to like the best um, of this collab. And they said this thing too. And respect because she was like this is not a tiktok song so don't base this off your tiktok <laughs> standards like i'm not a tiktok artist and you know she you could might take that's her taking shade but really the song isn't a tiktok song this isn't like a hype type song like it's an enjoyable song it's like an iconic moment type thing well i think it used to be so like when we were little we used to think that those songs that we were listening to were iconic and i think when i listen back to them now i'm just like that was like drake particularly was so corny. Yeah. And, but and for we, the time. And we thought that like, cause we didn't understand also a lot of I us. Know like what a bar. By someone else. Like, but that was but so we good. It. We no, no, loved but the, it. Because also our um, understanding of like poetry and, and lyricism and all that is so basic that like we hear like, you know, trying to ball, chemo, like all these like, just bars that were just kind of like, okay, you say something and then you relate it to like Finding Nemo and this and that. It was just like, oh my God. So, so you're but, right. It, it, so his transition wasn't that flawless, but there, like that was such a rapid switch from oh, yeah. how he used to rap on his mixtapes to when he got really famous, you know, worldwide. No, but and I, I think- It might've been him struggling with that change, but then eventually he kind of found- I think it might vision. feel rapid, but it's been a long time if you think about it. It has really been and, a and long there was, time. And there was a long time where people were like, this dude sucks, this guy's corny. There's still some of that around, but now he's at a much more respectable oh, yeah. level. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I was going to say on this track. It feels like there's some roles that have switched where like um, Lil Wayne, it just feels like he's this- icon who's on the track it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's this modern day rapper it just feels like oh you got Lil Wayne like Wayne don't care anymore this yeah. is yeah <laughs> well he and literally then, said all I do is rap that's it like I don't right. know what songs they're picking I just rap every yeah, day and he just, does. just record it and then Drake feels like he's he has a little ad lib action mm-hmm. we're just like you know what it is like yeah. that thing that he does but then it's like he's like at this throne almost where he's just like I'm successful but these are still my people and he said in that uh, it, that little live session mm-hmm. he was like yo I'm bringing back the YMC and B sweatshirt mm-hmm. then I was like oh sad like cause that was that's something special that they had yeah. you know regardless of everything that happened there's something love- special they had and that was honestly a special time like in my like development too. Like, mm. just like, like, you know, when you're discovering music and you're like, whoa, these three people together are like insane and unstoppable and I enjoy them so much. And so him like making a reference to that time just like sparked a moment in me. 
I'm glad that Drake lets Nicki Minaj know what it is because I feel similarly where I just feel like sometimes she's doing too much or saying too much where she doesn't need to because she's Nicki Minaj. And I've always like, as a, as a female rapper, I actually put her, you know, at the top because I think that she can really spit mm-hmm. and I love uh, her ability to do so. I think her, yeah. like, her cadence and all of that is so fire. And so like, sometimes it feels like, yeah, people are just, they don't need to do all that and they mm-hmm. should just, they get in their head too much. And that's what J. Cole was doing where he's just like, yeah, I was in my head. And like, when you just break it down and you just like live, um, you know, in the moment and forget all this stuff. Like he, he goes back, I think for the 2016 Forest Hill album, like he went back to his roots where he used to record in his friend Muhammad's house in New York. Mm. And he just wanted that feeling of being like, you know, at the bottom of, and hustling. And then he would go to the studio for a specific time. Cause Pharrell told him that like, you know, I only go to the studio for these times. And some people just stay in the studio all day, but like, yeah, with a lot of these artists like Nikki, I think that like um, even us being a lot younger, we get confused at like, should we go towards like mm-hmm. more marketing side? Should we just make our art the way it is? Yeah. And it's probably so, so much more confusing for them all the way at the top. I think it's weird for Nikki because, you know, in the guys realm, like, you know, there there's so much acceptance of new rappers regardless, right? But when you know, Cardi B came into the scene, there was literally nobody else in the modern rap, female rap world that they could really compare to. So instead of, instead of modern, um, instead of being, instead oh, of, ahead. instead of being like, okay, we have two great females here. There was so much put against them that she was so outspoken trying to defend her title and defend her. That's, I really feel like that's the whole like feeling behind queen too, where she was like defending her throne and like, to a lot of people, it seemed like, okay, why is she talking so much? But in a way, she was like, I've been doing this. Y'all want to come over here and disrespect me now after all these years just because you see somebody new when I've been writing, I've been doing all this stuff. And now I think that regardless of the fact that Sweetie and Megan and all these other people are coming out, I feel like she's more at peace with herself and more like, I'm going to put music out. I know my place and I don't need to tell people anymore. That's what kills artists when they start getting in their salt bag. Mm-hmm. when they just sound like they're salty. And and yeah, what they're saying a lot of times is true, but it just like Wale, for example, Wale stays salty. <laughs> and I love Wale so much. I think that, I think Wale is one of the most underrated rappers still. I don't care how mainstream some of his stuff gets. He is so just like incredible at piecing words and, and poetry together that like, if he just got out of that, got out of his head when it comes to that stuff and just was Wale, man, he would be, he would be great. Like as, as he is. But yeah. Cute. Um, that was the first Nikki session that was so accepted and I love it. I, I never I never slam uh, Nikki for her artistry. No, I, I think, know you I don't. think Nikki is incredible. Um, I don't slam Nikki, but... Okay. Oh no, I'm not getting as excited as you guys are over like young men. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> play me some rap. Mo- play me some Rhapsody and then we'll talk. It was like a moment for our upbringing. It was always at the youth mm-hmm. center. <laughs> so it was lit. Um, I'm, I'm stuck in the 90s, man. Uh, I like took a time machine. I took a time machine and Music's never not the same. Well, you know, like, well, you know, well, well, you know all the old heads are coming 90s. back, right? All the what? <laughs> They're making, like, there's a wave of all the old heads coming back. Who's like who? Like Jadakiss, Papoose. Jadakiss makes songs here DMX. and there all the time. Well, the rest of soul, you know. Yeah. With, but his album's but, coming out. D- By the way, DMX, like all the stuff that he put out, um, he was putting stuff out here and there throughout. It still sounds amazing. Yeah. 
He made oh, like a song with now. Machine Gun Kelly. He had a bunch of songs with uh, Swiss Beats for this one movie that came out. And it's still like the raw energy and like the context. It's like, it's incredible still. Some people just last that long. Speaking of people who aren't lasting as long, Ellen is canceling her show. Ellen DeGeneres Ooh. is- Why? Because all the backlash? So she says it's not because of that. She signed a three-year contract three years ago. But they also- Three years extension. But they also like lost a lot of money after, since that she made that apology show. Um, and I mean, come on, like- why I think that? that, you know, sometimes it's like uh, one season too long. I think she went once. Uh, I would say well, she went two seasons too long. Isn't her show kind of like an everlasting type of show? Like where she just invites, you know, it's like an evergreen type of show. Like it just mm-hmm. never gets old because you just keep inviting. It is, people. but but the the issue is, I think we're realizing is hosting is not evergreen or whatever you're calling it. Like you get tired of. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she's just tired of hosting? No, no, I'm saying we're tired. Mm-hmm. Well, that and all I the think, stuff that I think she's everyone had to, too. had to be like put up with her, you know, and all the stuff that came to light, what, last, just last year? I still don't know what she did. Like, I know that there's a lot of well, stuff there was on toxic, I listened to it. Her, her show workplace. had a toxic workplace. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people reported that, you know, they were being mistreated and basically that, um, like some people speculate that Ellen's behind the whole thing because she puts up this front, but then behind the scenes is like super mean and bossy and tells like her assistants and all that. I didn't hear anything directly like Ellen did this to me. Well, a lot of the guests but, actually reported that. Like so when that's, the cameras weren't rolling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I know is that like, so I, w- I was on TikTok yesterday and th- there's this um, thing about Mariah Carey and this made my heart hurt so bad, probably because the early childhood aspect of me. But it was like this clip where um, when Mariah Carey first started, first got married to Nick Cannon, they were like six months into their marriage and she like suffered miscarriages and stuff a few times. And so it's recommended by doctors that until you hit 12 weeks, you're not supposed to report that like you are in fact pregnant, right? Because you can lose the baby. And so there was like a rumor going around that Mariah Carey was pregnant. And so Ellen was like, so if you're not pregnant, just take a glass, a sip of the champagne. And she was like, oh no, Yikes. like she was like, oh yeah, like I'm not pregnant. Like I just like, it's literally 2 p.m. Like why would I, why would I drink? And then she was like, no, no, no. Confirm to the world that you're not pregnant. And so then she had That's to pretend. Fucked. It was so sad <laughs> because then she actually ended up with a miscarriage that time. And she didn't get pregnant for like a little while after that. So, I mean, that's just like a random thing that there's like, she did that a lot with like the Kardashians too, because she had an insight with so many celebrities. I saw it with the people, celebrities specifically more than I did with like, I heard direct things with the- The, co- the people helping behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really like all know, know exactly. And also, yeah. also it could have been like bad timing, all mm-hmm. types of things. Yeah. But I, I just think Ellen is one of those cases where it's just like, is it, is it in Batman that they say like you live long, long enough, enough to see yourself become the villain? villain? Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself. I think you could apply that to like Eminem. You could apply it to Ellen. A lot of these people who just like, it seems like, yeah, let's. I, I, but if we go back to the J. Cole, I think it's always saying you can always come back. You can, but like. Probably okay. in a different realm. I feel like she should come back in a different world, not in a talk show host setting. Like. If you want to do comedy again, go back and do like comedy shows and like you she know, did. Expo- yeah, I know. But she <laughs> she only did um, four cities and three of which were in California. I um I used <laughs> and to, one was Seattle <laughs> on the West Coast. I used to be obsessed with Ellen yeah. when I was like uh, in high school. 
Like I had, like I had Ellen stuff. And like in your twenties, because when we first met you, you were like wearing the Ellen boxers and the shirt and whatever. You used yeah. to say you love Ellen. Yeah, because I really love what she stood for, or what I thought that she stood for. And maybe she still does. I don't think that like that component is gone. Why would somebody just like live this way for so long? Um, I think that she's just been like famous for a long time, and who knows? She's like, almost, is she in her sixties? How old is she? Can you see how? Uh, I think she's like. Can you see how old she is? Late in her sixties, I feel. I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I mean, she she would say, you know, be kind to one another after every show, and I love oh. that. And what? What? Oh, <laughs> dude, why are you being toxic? Love being toxic is just like so. My be- she's sixty three years old. She she would say these things and it still had an effect on a lot of people. And like, I used to watch the show with like my family. My mom would watch it. We all, because like the things that would happen in the show where she's helping people and then it's fun and there's dancing and different things like that. Like it was a perfect sort of uh, show for like just positivity. And that was like missing in a lot of people's lives or or, like it just made you feel good seeing everyday people kind of like get you know, things that they deserve. And she was one of those people. Yeah. But then like, yeah, like the more you keep watching it and like her sort of corniness and like I just think being tired of the show. exposure sometimes just makes you not a great, like not that um, desirable. And your target. No, I, I feel like the more you reveal about yourself, like to, the, you know, like um, there's some like uh, celebrities that will like, post everything or whatever, even like Lily to an extent because she had her real channel Lily? and then she, Lily Singh, uh-huh. like Superwoman. She had like her main channel and then she had the vlog channel. And then between those two and then her social media and then the show, people just started like hating her because of like overexposure. Like you're doing too much to an extent, you know? But I feel like when there's like, you know, some breaks, like how the, uh, th- I like that sometimes celebrities take hiatuses. And um, I think it was really cool. You shared something from Beyonce the other day. Um, that she was like, you know, why are we worried about what whoever's daughter is wearing? And like, why are we worried about these little things? And I used to wonder, why is Beyonce so disconnected from social media? Why doesn't she post anything? Like her fans are dying for her. Like, why are you not like so for your beehive? And then I was like, she doesn't have to be. She is an artist and all she has to do is put it out there. And that's all that she needs to do. That's all she owes us. Yeah, she's talking about how like we're basically machines who just like turn out content instead mm-hmm. of like how basically what we were talking about with J. Cole. I think also uh, it puts you at a disadvantage when your brand is positivity, right? Where like it can only, Go you down. can only ever slip up from <laughs> yeah. there, right? If you get caught, it's over for you. Whereas if you're somebody who is just, uh, you know, has a reckless sort of demeanor and you're usually mean, but then you do something that's even a little bit nice. Uh, I, I talked about this, like a little theory that I had on the show before, but like how Simon Cowell, Gordon Ramsay, um, other, other people who kind of sh- like, you know, are perceived to be like really mean and strict uh, when they do something nice. It's just like the world has, flipped yeah. and people are like, oh my God, Simon Cowell is a sweetheart. And like yeah. Gordon Ramsay, oh my God, he cares so much about kids. Like he's so special. So with Ellen, you know, she got all this praise for being always this positive person. Um, she got the the freedom medal, right? From Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it puts you at this super high, like this person is perfect. It's funny because Lily's uh, message was also positivity and kindness. 
And I felt that that same way about her that people kind of like took that to another level. As and well. there, and for a long time, people have been making videos of how before like it was popular to hate on Lily or mm-hmm. uh, Ellen. They were p- like picking out little things where they're like, oh, she right here shows signs of actually being like, you know, really mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was one of those people with Ellen. She, she totally like uh, disrespected Psy, like Gangnam Style. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. dang. Like he jumped on, because you know, when the guest comes on, like, hey, how's it going? You know, nice to, nice to have you on the show. She immediately yeah. went, so show us stance, show us stance. And so I was like, uh, first, can I introduce myself? Hi, my name is Psy. I'm from Korea. And like, we love you. He's like, yeah. oh, really? I think that oh, she's just God. like, she's one of those white people that are just culturally yeah. insensitive and they don't know. Which like, is weird because she's been in the game for so long that at yeah. this point yeah. you're like, okay. But but if you look at it, like there's a lot of hosts that are that way. Yeah. Like, like uh, especially back in the day. Even like in a way, he, he's so like sweet and like um, not confident. So it works for him. But like Jimmy Kimmel, right? Is that him? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, maybe. Yeah. The one who's just like so uncomfortable and whatever. Like he's not a great host. He loves and laughs at everything the guest says and is in in love with the guest. It's annoying. But like kind of like culturally unaware in some ways. Yeah. Even like Steve Harvey, who's a straight up dude. Even he's had his moments where it's just like, oh. He just seems like with that yeah. out of touch a little bit. I, that's why I like Conan the best. I think Conan, it just <laughs> Conan keeps it real. Conan's just he's always so funny. cringe. That's, that's <laughs> he's, what's so great about no, it. No, he's not cringe at all. Like in, a, in a funny way. He makes you, fun you of himself. How, you know he's super self-deprecating. That, that's what I'm talking he's, about. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. He just makes fun of himself all the time. And and like, he doesn't, sh- like Jimmy, it's creepy Jimmy Fallon, he's like, oh my God, the best album ever. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell us the joke. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Literally the best music ever. It's like, all right, dude, you don't think everything is the best ever. Trying Let's not hard. do that. And I get it that it makes the guests feel special or whatever, but Conan, he'll literally be like, why are you doing this? Like, what does this mean? <laughs> like question. He's like, okay, cool. Like, he's not like, oh, this is great. Whatever. He like congratulates the person or whatever, but like he roasts them. He does stuff like that. I just think, yeah, Ellen, um, I don't want to take away from all the things that she has done and the ways that she's made people feel because I was one of those people. And I think that like, Mm. especially at a time where like, you know, I'm coming up and I, you know, think I'm too cool and whatever else. And, you know, I want to be this bad kid. Just having this little bit of my day that was like, be kind to one another. um, Maybe it changed me forever Mm -hmm. and made me realize that like, you know, that's much more special. Like giving is much more special than anything that you can like earn or receive. That feeling of of making somebody else's day is what she used to do all the time at her show. And I know that like right now, everybody's going to be talking about her ending her show and saying, good, good, good. And she sucks as a human being. But mm. um, yeah, I think that like in those moments where everybody is already being kicked while they're down, I think it's important to recognize that like, yo, nobody did what she did. Like, she was incredible at what she did. And and yeah, she's a lot of adversity in her beginning of life. Her just coming out as gay at the, because remember she's yeah. what, 63. Like at the time that she did, she lost everything when she came out, oh, yeah. when she was- Didn't she lose her like gay. show and everything? everything. Yeah. She lost everything. And it took a while to get her back and people appreciating her and the momentum for it, whatever. So she also did face her, like adver- adver- adversity herself. It's basic rules of like empathy, right? Where people, you know, where she's gone through things and then she doesn't want other people to go through those things and she wants to make people feel special. And other people, you know, will see her situation and and all that she's become and have that sort of relatability. So it's weird how like, you know, people uh, are perceived differently over time, but we're all human beings. And like, I look at celebrities and I'm just like, 
it's it must be crazy the things that they have to go to and what we don't hear and know about their lives. Yeah. So yeah. Last thing uh, I wanted to hit real quick. I don't want to talk about this a lot. Um, I know that people are kind of like um, really hurt by this thing and, and there's important work to be done out there. Um, I want our show to be a place where you can come, feel like you're in a conversation with the homies and have a good time. Um, and we don't talk about stuff like this a lot, but right now there's um, a genocide going on in the world. Uh, there's an ethnic cleansing going on. Um, with the Palestinian people. And I just wanted to kind of like highlight that, you know, anybody who feels like they're in this fight for good, uh, keep fighting. Because a lot of people, you know, when, when we were in history class, when we were little kids, remember we'd like hear about Jewish people in the Holocaust, we'd hear about Native Americans and all types of other sort of um of, uh, moments uh, in, in history where we're just like, oh, why didn't people just like, yeah. Tell them to stop. Yeah. yeah. Like that's literally my that thinking. That could never happen today. That would never yeah. happen today. And like, uh, and, and obviously with um, racism and segregation in the US, all this kind of stuff, we're just like, man, those people are so dumb. Like how could it happen? Whatever yeah. else, right? And right now, I think there's a lot of people that are conflicted because we're being fed that like, you know, Israel, we're supposed to support. Our president says so. Every, you know, political figure basically says that one of the main things that we as Americans believe is supporting Israel no matter what, because yeah. they're our allies and America is always right. And I think if anything we've learned after all of what happened in 2020 is that we've been, if you didn't know before, just fed the wrong information for too long. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and, and there, we shouldn't just openly trust people who are supposed to be leading us because they don't always have. And a lot of times they don't have, our best interest at heart. I'll give you guys an example. Our our governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, right? He, uh, for the most part, he's seems like a great guy. Yeah, he's he, done a lot. He's, he's done tried. a lot for Maryland, yeah. and and people like him. Democrats mm -hmm. and Republicans. Yeah. He's a Republican, but like even but Democrats amongst, like him. <laughs> Democrats yeah. like him, and, and amongst the Republicans, you know what Democrats uh, always uh, often say is that you know he's more. Uh, he seems to be more level headed. He didn't support Trump in a lot of uh, what he did. And, you know, for that reason, people were like, you know what? He's like a sane guy. I don't mind that, you know, he is uh, running our state. And if you don't know, like if you're not from Maryland, you don't know, like Maryland is a democratic state. So we have him as a Republican governor. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. But um, it was, it's weird because the Muslim community in Maryland, they always with the governor and, and different uh, elected officials, they always uh, have, uh, you know, have had these groups where they invite these people to uh, dinners and iftars and make them involved and, and hear from uh, the Muslim communities and what all that they do. And Larry Hogan was one of those people. My dad helped organize so many events that like he was invited to. I did poetry at one of those events and I brought other artists there um, to to perform and, and show their art and, and basically like support and, and let them know that, you know, the Muslim community is here. We are Marylanders, we're Americans, and we care about the state and the betterment of the state. We want to be unified and we want to do whatever we can to, you know, basically be uh, great citizens um, of this state and of this of this country. And, and that's what we do. Um, and we make, uh, you know, efforts to, to uh, put all our faiths together and, and you know, be in uh, basically in unity, right? And so Larry Hogan has been a part of these events. And then like, you know, recently he posts this thing on Facebook that just totally slaps us in the back, which is just like, 
he says that I, you know, support Israel and I, um, you know, don't support what Hamas is doing um, and killing innocent uh, people, right? He pulled, he pulled an Obama at the White House iftar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because Obama it seemed like Did he the was- the same thing. He, he launched more drone attacks um, on innocent civilians than anybody. Um, so yeah, like what, what I've really like learned about this is like politicians are going to do politics, yeah. right? Like they, they earn our vote. They see us as voters. Yeah. Even Yang, uh, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang got completely just <laughs> wrecked in wrecked. person. So Andrew Yang, uh, came out. He was like, I support Israel. Same, oh. similar, similar thing. And he was like, I'm for the people of New York. Like something like that. He's running for mayor. He's running for mayor. And, and yeah, he was openly supporting Israel. Not the, the thing is like, okay, you can- I love how Bernie's Jewish and he- I'm Right, sorry. exactly. Yeah. Like, he's been, and he's been on that for a long a time. Like, he's not like, oh yeah, I'm Jewish. So like, you know, got to stick up for my Israelis. He's like, yo, there's something wrong happening. I'm going to call it what it is wrong. And he's not a trendy politician no. where like a lot of people will flip their um, agenda to better serve the people that they're trying to get the vote from. He'll say Bernie's that been- Opinion. fighting for uh you know racial equality and all these things before for years mm -hmm. he, marched, he marched with mlk that's yeah and, and decades and and that's why we don't deserve him because we, we are horrible him. people who just follow whatever somebody's he feeding is to a us prime example of somebody who was just too ahead of his time right like we would appreciate the heck out of him in 15 or 20 years but and he's just like too old now. No, I'm just kidding. But 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 the people that you know have have worked with him, mm -hmm. uh, at least we'll get to see them play. Yeah. AOC, yeah. Uh, Ilhan Omar, these people um, who all uh, Rashida Talib um, will have come from a lot of his yeah. sort of backing. What Rashida Talib? She's the. Uh... It seemed I, like you had a. She's I'm part of the. It's, she's it's, part it's, of the it, squad. It's not too relevant, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of her and how she. Okay, I, I have to look deeper into that. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, sure. But Andrew Yang, yeah, like he was supposed to go to an event to try Niftar, to wasn't it Niftar? I think it was or, just some sort of community event that like he was event, supposed to yeah. work with um, some of the Bengali people um, of that community um, in New York, and then they asked him not to come anymore after he made those remarks, which was awesome on their part. But then he was like questioned about it, and then he was walking the streets, I believe. Yeah, and then three or four people approached him and like. We're saying like, how could you tweet something like this? Like, do you not know the people of New York? There's a lot of people in these communities that are um, support, you know. The and then one of one of his campaign people like told him to back up and like not um, ask those questions, which is a horrible look for Andrew Yang. Because if he wants to be, um, you know, this guy who's for the people and he seemed like a great candidate when we when he was um, a f a first running. But yeah, like, bro, you, you want to be all about math, but then like you, you want to skip out on history lessons. You want to skip be out about on math, reading. But the calculations ain't adding up. It doesn't add up, son. Yeah. Like it, and this is what people need to realize. I don't care if you're a minority. This is what people need to understand. Like who cares? Kamala Harris is half Indian, half black. I've been saying it for so, so long. Like, why are we celebrating this? If they are still killing people, if they are still yeah. with this, uh, if they're still against basic human rights and existence. Andrea, I don't care if you're Asian. Like you're making Asians look bad. Hey, like, the whole, representation the whole matters, but also what are you doing with your representation matters more? Yeah. I, I just want to say Paperboy the Prince from Mayor, New York. <laughs> Paperboy from uh, Atlanta? 
Huh? What are you talking about? Paperboy the Prince. He's one of the uh, candidates for New York mayor. Oh, I didn't he's know. The dude Why is who, have a rapper name? He's the dude. Because yeah. he, he's a rapper. No, he's oh. from DC. Like I've seen him perform a couple of times. He's a very- Does he have a shot? Buoyant, energetic- uh, the polls say no, but he's like one of the, he's like one of those guys where you want him to be mayor for like just funny yeah. reasons, but legit he has like, like the Arnold we already the people, have seen what happens you know. when you elect people for funny reasons. Well, well, no, but he's actually legit funny wants enough. just peace and love for everybody, you know, real down to earth, like good hearted yeah. dude. Um, I'm but voting for the rock. I'm, I'm still wondering if he's being serious or not. <laughs> the but rock. I mean, he's I want the, the rock, rock to be president. Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm sorry. There was there, a bigger picture here. No, no, no. But, but like it's it, all of this is important because yeah. it tells us like where we are, where we need to go. There's people that like were fighting for the Black Lives Matter movement, but then don't re- don't know how they feel about ethnic cleansing. Like it's such a yeah. weird sort of thing. They like, only fight about this stuff when they get told to by the media. Right. It, and I mean, also, okay, let's also put it into perspective that it's also like a shaming thing. Like if you're not doing something, then you're mm. for not doing it. So like the comparisons are like a little bit annoying because they're like, oh, if you spoke up for this and you don't, then you're X, Y, Z. It's not about that. It's a fact that you don't, you shouldn't be shamed into doing it. You should yeah. be wanting to, you know, speak up about something because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So when you're talking about that, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you should be shamed into thinking this or that. I'm saying- like I'm, I'm followed on my social media by a lot of, you know, very um, argumentative very, people that are loud about, you know, Black Lives Matter, this and that, et cetera, et cetera. But when I post a video about Eric Garner three months before Black Lives Matter even touches it, the same people who are, who are talking about the previous thing that Black Lives Matter touched didn't touch this video at all. No likes, no replies. Well, yeah, like that's, told that's to, the whole, yeah, because, it, because now it's, people are talking about it and it's for show and like, I need to participate in some trend. way. Everything is a trend. What bothers me the most is when I can't do anything about it or I feel like I'm mm. helpless, even mm-hmm. if like, okay, yeah, post about it, sign these protests, whatever. I truly like when this is happening, like we, we were, we had a performance and all of that. Like, I feel guilty. I feel horrible yeah. because it's like, yeah, we can post about it, but like people yeah. are going through what they're going through and uh, there's nothing that I can do about it besides just support it um, in whatever way. I, I just feel too small and I hate it. Yeah, I hate yeah. that feeling. It sucks because you want to be putting yourself accountable to like post about it and you know, whatever. But also we have to be able to remember that we cannot fully give ourselves mentally to these things because they do take a toll on you. And Absolutely. we all saw that happen last year with Black Lives yeah. Matters. There was a huge like exhaust in the world because everybody was so emotionally burnt out. And sure, you should get emotionally invested a hundred percent. But I'm over here feeling guilty for posting like funny stories, whatever. And I was like, wait, I need to like, not, I have to follow it up, but like, it's the right thing to do. But let's focus on the fact that like, let's not have this thing be a, if you're not talking about it all the time at every moment and emotionally and completely exhausting yourself, then you're wrong. But let's also not ignore it to the point where it's not causing an effect on us at all. Yeah. Right. We right. need to play yeah. that middle ground somewhere yeah, because absolutely. this whole trendiness of supporting these movements is either on one tail end or the other and there's no balance yeah. in it at all. What I've learned from last year especially was like, um, I don't want to um, post just a post. Mm-hmm. I want to do the most I can off screen. And whatever way it is, donating it to a charity or just learning, um, I want to do way more than that than I am posting or even looking at people's posts about it. Like I learn way more from off screen than people's stories. I'm sorry. Like I don't think the stories do 
an amazing job, but I think there is a need for them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like awareness. People, awareness. Um, I think especially the basic ones that at least get the message out to people who just don't even understand what's going on. Yeah, those are great. Those yeah. are helpful. Yeah. And I think it did bring a great awareness um, in this situation. I just think like everybody also not only needs to bring awareness, but like you know, do what actions you can outside. Well. Like action. I think action's super important. What I've also put, put a colored picture and nothing else on Instagram. What What yeah, I've also exactly. realized is that like the best way to um, basically. This is going to be, unfortunately, something that's going to continue to happen in our lifetimes where there's people that are being oppressed and and people that are just being done dirty. And we're going to see this again and again. And uh, if we stopped our tracks every single time while the people who are oppressing continue to move forward, then we're going to move ourselves, ba- uh, ourselves back a step every single time we do that. So in order for us to be helpful, we have to continue to use our privilege to our absolute advantage and like continue to find success and uh, and be in positions of power and encourage people who are trying to be in those positions to, uh, you know, continue doing the good work. Because if we are just like, I, I know that there's great people out there that are protesting in the streets and stuff, but I know some people personally that that's all that they do. And then they are struggling at their work and or finding a job and they're not like able to even help themselves. And that's not, that's not really healthy. able to, that's not healthy, but also it's not actually making um, much progress because at the, the end of the day- you are and the more grip that you have on your emotions, the better you can deliver your message, in my opinion. At the end of the day, the politicians are going to try to win your vote. If they want to win your vote, they have to listen to the things that you believe in. If you can be in a position where you can influence enough people to share your values and your beliefs, the whole system will change for that reason. We just have to continue to get to those positions and it's going to be difficult. I know it takes money. Of course it takes yeah, money. money. But but they how do you give get- a fuck about what we believe in? Come but on. Asan, Asan, <laughs> no, no, there's no. a certain set of things that like we have to be able to believe in you know this thing will lead to this thing this will lead this will lead to that if we only have the mindset of okay money's going to be the only thing that da 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 like we're never going to be able to achieve it we can get past that as long as we believe we can get past of it no but that's what i'm saying like if you are somebody who is like i'm able to i can make a lot of money if i'm not focused on these things do you no judgment Go get that money and, and you know, like be a billionaire, whatever you want to do. But if you're going to have some sort of like influence after that and you're able to make some sort of difference, I just think that like the world works in a way where uh, really great people like often aren't in those positions for a reason. And it's because we're focused on like many other things and we have a lot of like um, empathy and stuff. And it takes a lot of selfishness to be at certain positions. It just does. And so, and also it takes a lot of great relationships and like not caring about, um, politics and and choosing a side in these things. But all I know is that like when my time is done here, I don't want to be known as somebody who didn't care. Like I, I, you know, I'm going to put this on a t-shirt, but it's going to say blame the bystanders. And if there's something that's clearly um, out there that like I don't rock with, I don't believe in, it's hurting my heart. I'm never going to keep that inside uh, because it's going to prevent me from being successful or that it's going to come in the way of my money. That's just who I am. Um, and, you know, I believe in an afterlife where, you know, uh, your your good deeds and your bad deeds are put right in front of you. And yeah, I think that like these people will eventually have to pay. They, they sacrifice themselves for this life. And we hear that all the time. Like 
It is what it is. What I want to say to the people that are fighting, uh, that, that feel like they are not heard and all of that, uh, it is not in anybody's best interest to support you um, that's in any sort of power for what you believe in. There's a reason that colonizers are colonizers. And if they were to, uh, you know, pick apart what somebody else was doing, they would have to reevaluate what they did. Meaning countries like the United States or the UK um, or Australia, um, you know, because they have done colonization, um, to, for them to criticize Israel would be hypocritical. And so they're not going to do that. So don't expect it. Don't expect politicians, people who are supposed to lead you in any way, um, say something. But also don't feel like you are not heard, that, that the things that you care about, that you're seeing after doing enough research um, that makes sense to you, um, that they're not valid. Because if people are losing lives anywhere, um, it's wrong. And, and yeah, like don't, don't, don't give up the good fight. Free Palestine. Palestine forever. Forever, ever. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode, another long episode of Strange Flavors. We love you guys. Uh, it's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. You don't mean nothing to me. You boys like you every dinner. I don't believe what you preach. You're just a rookie beginner. Hang out with boys in the street. Like that will make you a winner. I don't believe what I see. Why you wearing gold?